He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. That's what I'm talking about, man. Wait a minute. I know you. Check out the name tag. You're in my world now, Grandma. I know that, dude. He's a modern-day Yoda. I'm your huckleberry. Allow myself to introduce myself. Greetings and salutations. We came, we saw, we kicked it down. You're excited. Feel these nipples. That boy is good. Mm-hmm. Good and terrible. Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! This is the Mike Rutherford Show on the Big X. Sportos and motorheads, geek bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> everybody, this is the Mike Rutherford Show. It is Wednesday, January 11th, and we are coming to you as always from the University of Louisville College of Business Studios. Visit business.louisville.edu to find out what the UofL College of Business can do for you. We're here from 3 to 6 today on 1450 AM, 961 FM, streaming all over the land. You know it better as the Big X. Bright and early, sharp, 3 o'clock. It's who we are. It's what we do. The internet's not working here for some reason. I can't get the show tweet up, uh, but that's... The internet's been... I, have you had this problem at all, Trev? The internet has been wonky here the last several days. The, the network that I always connect to just does not. It's I, I slow. Don't, I don't use wireless, so pro- yeah, I don't have the. I'm, I'm like, I guess I'm hardwired. You're hardwired into this, into this computer, in. yeah. I don't know if you try to use your phone or anything, but I do. But I don't. I don't turn the. I turn the Wi-Fi off because of that reason. Yeah, so I just had to use my the hotspot on my phone, which is like slower than it's dial-up basically to try to get this tweet up. I think it just now went through, but we're well, we'll see about that. I'll check. We got hey, my open today. is one minute and 12 seconds long. Good. Oh, That's how you found out because we started right <laughs> started at three. three. I thought, no. <laughs> I've got uh, – we have lots to get to today. We, it's game day. Cards in action tonight against Clemson on the road. 5-0 and Clemson, the only undefeated team left in the ACC. Louisville 0-5, the only winless team in the ACC. Something – I was going to say something's got to give, but no, nothing really has to give. The the norm can – the status quo can take hold. Someone's got to give us something, maybe. I mean, Clemson be... can move to 6-0 and we can fall to 0-6. But uh, we'll talk about the game. My question to you is is this, to start off here. First of all, how are you? You look great. I don't look as good as you. Your hair looks fantastic. Well, thank you. So does yours. Did you shower? Uh, yeah, last night. The style a little bit? Yeah. Usually it's kind of just all over the place. Well, see, I used to go the night before. I'm not a big wake up. Because showers don't wake me up. They make the me, same way. They make me sleepy. So I'm, I'm a night before. And a lot of times it'll just, because I'll go to bed and my hair will still be somewhat like wet. And I'll put the sleep apnea mask on and I sleep with, on my side and... It'll make the hair go in all different directions. I need to get it cut, though, really bad. This is the, It's getting a little too long for my pleasure. Now, when you say the night before, you go to sleep at, like, 5 a.m. So when is... When is well, the- usually it's more like around midnight-ish, yeah. Not to sleep, the shower. Okay, I was, was going to say, when is the shower? Yeah, that, that's about midnight-ish, yeah. I don't go, like, right to sleep right afterwards. You also... Does Debbie know when you come in here that you, you know it's not the morning? You, <laughs> say, you say good morning every time when we walk in here. And she just, so with, with a smile on her face, just lets it go. And it's it's two fifty five. It's almost become just a running joke. 
I I don't know if she's in on it though. Like you know I, I don't, she's in on it. I'm not sure. I don't think Debbie listens to the show. I, I don't think that she knows your sleep habits. <laughs> so you come here every day and you're like, "Good morning." Well, so I mean, I say good morning. I mean, it's the first time I'm seeing her for the day, so technically it's kind of a good morning. That's a horrible argument. That's is it my worst. Uh, no, but it's bad. Okay, I mean, it's not good. It's not a good. I thing. mean, shouldn't anytime you see somebody for the first time, can, I mean, you can. It, doesn't that always constitute being able to say good morning? No. <laughs> it's like it's like I saw them in August, but I hadn't seen them this year, so I said Happy New Year. I mean, would it be weirder if I came in at like eight AM and be like Good afternoon? They're equally weird. They're <laughs> equally wrong. I, I don't know. Good evening. I think it's both are wrong. Just because it's your morning doesn't mean that it's her morning. She's so if I came, working. so what if I came in here at two fifty five and said, said Good morning or Good afternoon? I said Good evening. It'd be weird. It's wrong again. It's like saying Happy July when it's <laughs> November. But it's neither. It's January. Exactly. I'm saying if it was November and you said Happy July. It would be weird like if I walked in like, Merry Christmas. Okay, it's like saying Happy July right now. It's wrong. It's equally wrong. It'd be the same if you said Happy May. Both wrong. Does anyone actually ever say Happy any month? No. Okay. But if they said Happy New Year in February, or I guess July is the better example here, it would be wrong. I mean, technically, I can still say Happy New Year, right? Oh, my God. Oh, you will argue anything. (laughs) It's unbelievable. Um, Here's my... The question to start off today's show. I'm sorry, I don't, I don't. I'm sorry, I don't fold to your to to your to your your sayings. I'll just I'll, I'll, I will I'm, I will never I will never question the mighty Mike Rutherford again. I apologize. My crazy, controversial, debatable take that 3 p.m. is not the morning. <laughs> I will bow down. I apologize. I'm sorry. Please, please don't hurt me again. Three o'clock is afternoon. Uh, this is not a controversial. People take. need to know that you do abuse me on during the oh breaks. Oh my god, um, he hits me sometimes. Here's my question <laughs> for you: If you've listened to the show, I don't know, for one second in the last three months, you uh, know, I'm eliminated. <laughs> you know where Louisville basketball is. Oh yeah, yeah. We're all aware of the situation. We're all. We don't need to run the stats out there. We don't even need to say the record. We all know what's going on. Given that. Given our lowly position on the college basketball totem pole. <laughs> we're still ahead of, ahead of Hartford, though. Are we allowed to make fun of Kentucky? Oh, all? yes. I think we have to be just a little bit, right? Yeah. Because it's it's one thing to – they did it to us a little bit. Like, when we missed the NCAA tournament in 2021, when they were 9-16, and 16, and it was kind of annoying that they would be like, see, we both had terrible seasons. And I'm like, this is like, you know – you know, you guys have incurable cancer, and we have a, a common cold. Yes, technically we're both sick, but there there are levels to this, and it's the reverse now. Like like we are very clearly having a worse season than Kentucky. We're very clearly having a worse season than all, according to the net rankings, but seventeen teams I was say. <laughs> in Division One. But yeah. it does not change the fact that Kentucky, which began the season, I believe, at number two in the AP poll and now is receiving no votes and is on the outside looking in if the NCAA tournament started today, is having an abysmal season and also might be in the midst of Rome may already be burning. The empire may have already fallen, and they're just not aware of it yet. I, f- I know we have to discuss this, but can we? are we allowed to point and laugh? Yes. I think a little bit, right? I mean, there, there's no wrong. I mean, yeah. I mean, now, get a point and laugh at us too? Sure. But then again, I mean, you could argue, do they have room to point and laugh at us with the season they're having? 
Well, yeah. I mean, we're, we're still worse. Like, we pointed and laughed at them again when they were 9-16, and 16 and we were not living up to our own Just because we're worse doesn't mean they're not bad. That's the, the right way to say it. Thank you. Like, we recognize that we are hideous, right? Oh, yeah. We're hide- we, have, we have a deformed face. We've got a terrible body odor. We haven't taken care of ourselves. We are an unattractive human being. But, you describe me. No. <laughs> but we can still point out that you're kind of ugly, too. You may, not, you may be better looking than us, but you're no, you're no prize to be won. You're not going to win any beauty contest. In fact, you're kind of gross right now. Just not quite as gross as us. So, the two options that we have here to start the show. That's the way to set the bar there. For you to tell you. Hey, we're bad. We're at least not as bad as that. We are kind of like a, a reference point for you guys. You can at least point and say, hey, at least we're not little. I think Roush tried to do that online last night. And the UK fans, I saw that UK fans were like, dude, why are you even doing this? He's like, they're like, please stop. Just stop. Stop deflecting Roush. And it didn't go well. But he was like, hey, at least you say, how bad is Louisville? I'm like, we know how bad we are. We're already, like, dead. There's no point in even making fun of us at this point. Like, we are, we're all aware of the situation. No, we're numb. You, can't, we, we, you, there's no, you can poke at us all you want. It's not, we're not going to feel it. Yours is new. It's like uh, I once had a bad case of loser denial myself. To the lacrosse team shoved a pine cone up my... <laughs> what is that from? Billy Madison. You got, oh, yeah. you got loser denial. I once had a bad case of loser denial myself. Like we, we know where we are. You guys are just now finding out your situation for the first time. The big difference is also that going into the season, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there's some fans that were blindly optimistic, but that's in every case. But, but the majority of little fans, they knew this was going to be a rough season. Now, did we expect it to be this rough? No. No, obviously But even not. our optimism was like, maybe we can make the NCAA tournament. Their, yeah, op- their or, optimism was, we're going to win the whole thing. Or be like mentioned or thought of on Selection Sunday, which was my high hopes, which turned out to be just really too high and not enough hope. But with Kentucky, you're right. I mean, this is a team that you brought back Oscar. You brought back the, 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 the National, National Player of the Year. Year. You've got, you know, you've got this recruiting class coming in. It's still great. You've got Frederick coming in from Iowa. Who's, you know, you got grad transfer. You're you're just you're you St. Peter's was just a it was it was a was just a was a hiccup last year. This is a top five team. This is another Final Four run. Swaggy Cal is back, Trevor. Yeah. He's back. He's swagging. And now instead, here on January 10th, we're throwing out fans for holding up go to Texas signs. We're gonna talk about that. It is the first of all, you mentioned Sheebway. They tied the record, the all-time record for most losses. By a team that brought back the reigning national player of the year from the season before <laughs> last night, they, they've already tied the record. How often does the reigning player of the year come back? Not I mean, that often. Yeah, as I say, I'm Especially thinking. Especially not anymore. The last one was Tyler Hansbrough. Yeah, Hansbrough. What happened was maybe like Wayman Tisdale or something. No, it was um, it was uh, the, the team that they, whose record they tied was Ralph Sampson's Virginia team. Who okay. ended up, they lost five games. They went like twenty nine and five. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they did. They lost five games. They went twenty nine. Exactly. Yeah. It, <laughs> More times than not, when you're bringing back the National Player of the Year, <laughs> you're a good team. And for whatever reason, that has not been the case with Kentucky. Now, before we get into the conversation and stuff, we can mention Kaysen Wallace did not play much last night, which sounds like kind of a weird deal. Cal said after the game, he's like, he told me it was back spasms. I'm like, do you just not believe him? Do you, do you not have any confirmation? <laughs> uh, Jacob Toppin didn't play either. So yeah, they, they, well, It only matters when they play us. They were without a couple of guys. Still, they were 20-point favorites against probably the worst team in the SEC, mm-hmm. and they did not lead the game for a single second. I'd like to point out that I think we both picked them not to cover. I think I... You, I, were, you were stronger than I was. I, thought, I, was, I didn't think South Carolina was going to win. I thought they'd hang with them till the end, and Kentucky would pull away and win by like five or six at the end. 
you you were stronger than I, I said that they. Were I never. underestimated the uh, the ignorance of uh, Wheeler's uh, passing ability or layup ability. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, the entire time, you know, they're up by 10 in the first half, and I'm still thinking, like, this is embarrassing for UK. It's a bad look. The crowd's clearly upset, but they're going to win the game. Like, it, it's South Carolina. They're terrible. By the way, does, does Roush know Lamont Paris' name now? I hope he does. <laughs> I told you that tweet could bite him. It, it came back, bit him a little bit. But South Carolina has been bad all season long. They most recently put up 42 points against Tennessee. I'm thinking UK, still a lot of red flags out there, still a bad team. But they're at least going to win this game. Yeah. They don't. They had the what a twenty-nine game, twenty-five game, whatever it was, home court winning streak. They they don't lose these games at Rupp Arena. Well, especially the bad teams. They lost that game at Rupp Arena to a bad team. To a bad team, and you already had. I, I said this yesterday. I know they went through the St. Peter's loss. I know they went through the nine-win season. It has never been worse before last night. It had never been worse between John Calipari. And Big Blue Nation. Big Blue Nation had never been this upset with this man in all of his time in Lexington. That includes a nine-win season, by the way. You probably – I just said that. Thank oh. you. You probably double that after last night, right? Like, you've got – I don't know if this is fixable. It, it, it kind of feels like what we said off and on about Louisville and Scott Satterfield. Now, the, the main difference is Scott Satterfield had not won a national championship or flirted with national championships consistently during his time at UofL before – the fan base fell out of favor with him. But last night was kind of the moment where, and maybe it winds up not being true. Maybe this team gets its act together. Maybe they go on a big run. They make the NCAA tournament comfortably, win a few games, and everybody's hunky-dory going into next year, bringing in that number one rated recruiting class. But it also has the potential to be that game that everybody points to and says, this is when I knew it was over. This is when I knew we were done. He's lost the mojo. Even when we're good, we're not good like we were in 2012 or 2010 or 2015. We don't have that same belief that he's going to get the most out of these guys. The game changed. He failed to change with it. All that stuff. I think this is the moment where the opposite side is kind of starting to lose the argument. He just, like, the team, watching UK, they don't play as hard as their opponents a lot of times. And I know, again, I say all this knowing full well that we are not ones to talk because our own team has a myriad of issues. Three times as many issues as UK, but we're talking about Kentucky right now. They get outworked. They don't seem like they really like each other. Cal doesn't seem particularly thrilled to be there anymore. It all just feels like this empire collapsing. And maybe if you're a UK fan and you've got hope for the future because, look, if Cal doesn't want to leave, you can't get rid of him. You, You can't. You're going to pay him $60 million to leave? If he leaves on his own accord, that's one thing. You're not paying him – you, you can't afford $60 million. You're just paying – you're paying Liam Cohen $2 million a year. You can't give Cal $60 million to walk. I love it now that the, the, how the, the, the shoe is switched to where you can't afford to get rid of this guy. I've been hearing that for three years, Kentucky fans, about everybody under the sun with Louisville coaching staff. Granted, for us, it's been like, hey, we I don't know if we can – Divvy up eight million to pay off Chris Mack. The amount with, is moot. It's the point is sixty million is a different story than than the eight or nine million we were talking about with some of our coaches. Hell, I mean Petrino's was, we thought was absurd. It was thirteen. This is sixty million dollars. If you want, you can't do it, especially with the number one rated recruiting class coming in next year. You have to sell Rupperina's name site to, to, to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Papa John's <laughs> Cat <laughs> Wildcat Stadium, Wildcat Arena. It's got a nice ring to it. 
does. That would be lovely. But it's – I can't remember a season, and I know we all had bad years during the COVID year, but that was a little bit abnormal. And even till the end, like Louisville playing a few games that they did, missing the NCAA tournament kind of hit us like a, a truck out of nowhere at the last second because we thought for 90% of that season we were safely in the field and then just kind of – Things didn't fall away at the end. But you didn't, didn't you? Weren't you the one that was like? I was the one who kept trying to tell people like, it's not a given. Yeah. Our resume is not as strong as you guys think it is. You need to look into this. And then, I mean, remember Joe Lenardi on when we lost to Duke in the in the ACC tournament, he gave us a one hundred percent chance of still being in the field. And I'm like, God forbid I go against the bracket got here, but I don't think it's that strong. And when we lost, I remember Scott Van Pelt being like, what, what, what's this resume? What am I looking at? Who have they really beaten? And it wound up getting us. In fairness, Joe Lenardi didn't expect Wayne, uh, Wayne Tinkle to, to, to come out clutch or Paul Patrick King to actually win a conference tournament. But it was possible, which <laughs> means possible. you should not say 100%. Yeah, tell him Kevin Garnett. Which was ridiculous. But that season, it was just like, it was, it was a weird thing. This season, collectively here in, in the state, I mean, even Bellarmine's down, Indiana. People are upset there. You got Instagram comment feuds between the players and the Barstool accounts and all this stuff. This is as collectively angry as I think the state and this area has ever been when it comes to college basketball. This, this is what gets us through the winter. This is how we survive January and February. And instead, you've got the fan bases eating each other. You've got everybody unhappy with the coaches. You've got, and maybe the, the solution is to just let Kenny Payne, John Calipari, maybe even Mike Woodson now, all form their own school and just, just just their own coaching staff, and then we can all just go our separate ways. But right now, I, I've never, and this is a area that gets angry about college basketball. They're passionate. Some of that passion can bleed into anger. We've all seen it firsthand. I've never seen it this collectively upset in a negative way about the state of their respective programs. Maybe, maybe it's just not. It's just me, but... I do enjoy the just the utter cutthroat civil war going on inside of BBN over this. I do too, and they've they've been laughing at ours for a long time. I mean, now and, they've got their own thing. And going listen on. now, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's some that maybe are like completely already anti Kenny Payne, and some are still giving a shot Kenny Payne. But it's not like just just yelling at each other's like the the meme where the woman's yelling and the cat's looking at them type thing, right? Like that is would be like I some reason I don't know. I did something apparently at a very young age to to be punished with, with all the physical attributes that I did as well as being stuck with a lot of UK fan friends. Yeah. I know. I, I've yet to figure it out. I think it was because of the bullying bullying I did in the third grade. No. It's still coming back at me. It'll but <laughs> Say what? It'll bite you. It will. It'll come back, man. you gotta, you got to be karma, baby. So I have a lot of UK. So, and, and they are. They're split. I mean, there's some that are, a couple of them are like, you know, I just can't stand him. I'm just, just get rid of this guy. He's, he hasn't, what is he really, I mean, he's been, he hasn't done anything in five years, six years anyway, I and mean, we we barely topped off with one national. You, you know, you know the routine. Um, and then the other is, you know, what are we? What, 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 where is the grass greener on the other side? What are we going to get rid of him for? What are we going to do? Are we going to bring in? Are we going to get Jay Wright? Is Billy Donovan and Rick Pitino going to come back and return here to Kentucky from Iona? I mean, what are we going to do? This is not fair. It's 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 a bad year. It happens. Let's let's stay with it. No reason to, to cut the head off. And it's just it's it's almost entertaining. I feel like I'm like like back there, just like kind of. And I'll just throw a couple comments in here and there, like dance puppets for me, dance, yeah. dance for me, dance. 
and just didn't sit back and you enjoy. Sean Miller would be interested, and then you just like sit back and watch for the next seventy five minutes as they debate Sean Miller. I'm like, I'm like, Lord, ass and stand by me. I'm like, I'm just sit back and enjoy the havoc that I created. You always know you're down bad, and again, we've been in this position before multiple times the last several years. When you start hearing your own fan base using the arguments that the rival fans have used against you for a long time, like when that, because now you know for so long we've done the thing, especially when Kentucky was was riding high in 2015. It looked like they were going to be great in 2016 and 17. You know, all that talent, all those draft picks, one national title. It can't, can't win the big one. Can't get over the hump. Whenever it was close in the NCAA tournament, whenever they got pushed, they always folded because Cal couldn't, didn't know what he was doing. And now you got UK fans who have, like, lost their minds when people have said anything resembling that for the last 13 years who were like, one national title is not good enough. All that talent. I don't care about the talent. I don't care about the NBA. I don't care. Like, all of that stuff now they're using as their own arguments to justify moving on in a diff- different direction, getting away from John Calipari. I was thinking about this last night, and I think we've, you and I have kind of touched on this before. If we were on the other side, if, if we're in that spot, which side would I be on? How, how would I feel about all this? It does kind of remind me, and again, we're dealing with a smaller scale because Indiana, like Louisville the last – however many years has not been having the same type of success that Kentucky did and their lows were lower than Kentucky's lows but it does remind me of the situation that they were in with Tom Crane where he won multiple Big Ten titles he clearly made your program better than it was when he got there it was a disaster when he got well, there well it's kind of hard not to be worse right than where he had, but, he, but, but yeah. that was the job he he did yeah. it he did relatively quickly too it's in three yeah, years won multiple Big Ten titles got you to number one seed in, in the NCAA tournament but didn't do enough didn't get you to a regional final, didn't get you to a final four. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then kind of got into a position where you were having you felt like you were having the same mediocre season mixed in over and over and over. And you're you're torn between this is better than what we had, and it's not bad, but it's not up to our own standards. And like I I, I get that. And I think that's where you are with 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 Calipari and UK right now. They're asking themselves the same types of questions that we were asking last summer. Again, with Scott Satterfield, I'll draw that, that, that comparison. It's great that he's got these top-rated players coming in next season. Do we really trust his ability to get the most out of them anymore? Championship is the goal here. Do, do we? It's great that he's got a number one class coming back in. It's great that we've got four, whatever, top 15 players coming in. At this point, do you trust his ability to get the most out of them and have a special season? And a lot of U.K. fans right now are answering no. I love what you say because I was telling my, one of my fans, friends yesterday, I was like, you got your own little Satterfield, don't they you? They do. It's the, it's the Satterfield I mean, it's, it's, dilemma. It's a very similar. Because if you let him go, I mean, do we lose this recruiting class? Now, obviously, you're right. They're, they're, they're not completely parallel to each other because the success and yada, yada, yada. But, I mean, it's kind of similar. I mean, because the, the one UK fans, there's some that you're right that are like, want them gone, but they're like, yeah, but do we want to the recruiting class maybe hold on to? Like, that's really the only reason you're holding on to him. Maybe you shouldn't hold on to him anyway. I didn't listen to the. Uh, it's like staying with somebody because they bought you a car. Yeah, or, or for for the kids. Yeah, for the, exactly for the kids. Exactly. Yeah, just 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 cut the ties. I didn't listen to the post game show last night, the the Matt Jones one, but I did hear that somebody cried on it, which which like, was everything that I wanted it to be. That's. Now, Mike, that's not very nice. That, that person has invested a lot in their life into this Kentucky basketball if, program. If Louisville fans can watch what we've watched for the past two months and not shed tears publicly, <laughs> I think you can point and laugh at somebody who's shedding tears over a 10-6 team. That, by the way, still yeah, we, could— We do it privately, people. 
We cry. <laughs> we, we cry like grown men, yeah. like, like proud men, behind closed doors with nobody around. We, we go into the back closet. We close the door. We turn the radio up and we weep. I cry like my father before me, like his father before him, like his father before him, like real men alone in our bedrooms with the doors off, with the lights off, because the 19-year-old kids that we root for didn't give us enough on that particular night. That's right. Come on. Come on, UK. Whispering, I don't care if I die tonight, softly to myself before I close my eyes and try to get some sleep. Rocking in a fetal position. That's what real men do. Real men do. And that's how basketball fandom happens in this state. You don't call into post-game shows and shed tears like a... Right. <laughs> now I've lost my own train of thought. But my point is, times are terrible. And look, also, I don't understand cry. Like, there's 10 and 6. It's clearly a massive underachievement up to this point. They could turn it around. We've seen Calipari do crazier things. The 2014 team was dead in the water at this point in the season. They wound up going on a crazy run. Even the, 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 the team in the COVID year was not very good relative to their standards in mid January and wound up getting hot was probably going to be like a three seed in the NCAA tournament. Like he can't they there is enough on that roster to believe that things can get turned around. Having said that, the fact that they're in this place and their resume is what it is is astounding to me. I I mean I I thought this Kentucky team was going to be good. I I absolutely bought into the the notion that look they were a two seed last year. They were really good. Upsets happen in the NCAA tournament. You can have a bad 40 minutes. It can ruin the past five months. They had some injuries last year at the time. Was, they did, yeah. but they were bringing back the, the the biggest reason why they were a two seed. They were bringing back uh, Severe Wheeler, who's led the SEC in assists the last two years. They were bringing uh, back Jacob Toppin, who played a key role. And they were bringing in all of this, once again, freshman talent that was going to make them better. And it just has not clicked at all. And it's a bizarre thing to see. Now, let's, let's talk about the sign. Because I think that's hilarious, too. And also kind of an interesting fodder for debate. If you if you have no idea what we're talking about, there was a guy with a sign at the inside Rupp Arena that said, please go to Texas. And it quickly makes its rounds on social media. The man was escorted out of the building. According to him, to, to him I think he talked to some reporters and said it aggressively. The Bluecoats were, were aggressive with him. You'd have to been aggressive with me for that. If I had that sign with no vulgar or nothing like that on it, I would have been. You'd have to probably drag me out of my seat too. So the, the rule, according to I, I listened to, I I, I did. I, I shamelessly listened to like twenty five minutes of uh, KSR. I listened to a little bit of KRC when I was taking my daughter to school and, and from school, and I listened to a little bit of KSR when I was picking her up. I heard them say, according to the Rupp Arena staff, their rule is they can confiscate signs if people around the person with the sign complain about them. And people were complaining about the sign. Sure they were. Can we get proof of that? Let's be real. Can, can we get, can we get like written affidavits showing that? I didn't see any of the signs about Rick Pitino's sex jokes taken away. <laughs> Stripper jokes. I haven't seen any of the signs about like Oscar Sheway is God taken away. I've seen signs at Rupp Arena. People, maybe some people have complained. Maybe they haven't. This sign got taken away because it was a controversial sign directed at the head coach. There's no way around. Where in, where in the arena was it? Was it like in the upper level or lower it level? Like, it looked like from the picture that I saw it was lower level. Okay. Because I can imagine upper level, they probably wouldn't have cared. It seemed pretty visible. Yeah. Yeah. Lower level, I can see where maybe somebody on the floor seen it or something. The cow get a little offended. He was like get mad. He called timeout just to tell him to go get that sign down. Probably not. But maybe. It's, it's, it's certainly possible. How do you feel about Rupp Arena taking the sign away? Uh, I think it just 
shows the weak, the soft, the soft-skinned uh, people you are. It makes you look weak to me. I think it, I think it's sad. Like if there had been something vulgar, or maybe nasty on it, or just something, something that could be any in any way skewed is offensive. Other than maybe to Cal because he hurts his feelings, or to one of his daughters who probably hurt their feelings. They're always hurt, but then, then okay. But there's literally it says please go to Texas. For all you know, this guy can work at the at the, at the be from Texas and work in the travel and tourism department. He's an Austin travel bureau guy. Yeah, for all you know, he works at AAA. And he's just trying to get get people to visit Texas. They need new visitors. They need <laughs> they need tourism revenue. It's a dying state. Maybe he's talking about I don't know. He's trying to get one of their football assistants a job. Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe bro. How do you know he's not talking to somebody from South Carolina? How do you know he's not saying something to South Carolina's players? How do you know he's not sending a message to somebody across the stadium where they're going to go from vacation next week? We don't know. All I know is that there's no, there was no reason other that pulling the sign there was a pure like WWE move. Like WD would do the same thing. They would check signs, and if it would ever was a sign that said anything bad about Vince or promoted like another wrestler company, they'd be like, they, "Nope, gotta take it away, ban it." Like that's that's. It's like, I mean, that's like borderline like Nazism, right? Speaking of, we're, we're gonna have to get your thoughts on some WWF stuff yesterday. I saw. I am interested. They're all they're, they're, they're not true completely. Yet. That's what I hear. Yeah, that's but, what I've yeah. seen. I actually, I, I will defend the the rough people to a point. Like you can't because it's not a First Amendment issue. People are like, oh, it's First Amendment. You can't. No, it's not a First Amendment issue. When you when you buy a ticket to a game, it's a revocable license. Mm-hmm. You, it does not give you the right to just do whatever you want. If the people who own the building, who run the the venue that you're attending, if they deem they can do whatever they want to you, they're they're not in the wrong in terms of like you, but by the rules, I agree. If they deem that you're doing something outside of their own rules, they can kick you out, and there's nothing you can do about yes. it. Yes, you can sue. You're gonna waste your money. Look at your ticket stub; it tells you right there, probably exactly. on it, that, that they can they can literally make up their rules as they go along, kind of. That's uh, one of the first things you learn in law class. They they let you know that. You, you can't do whatever you the want first in semester? That's first semester of law class, right? There. That's one L year. If you allow, like, first of all, this is probably going to open a Pandora's box a little bit. You're going to have more signs coming into games, and they're going to have to start confiscating more. That's true. I don't I don't hate them for confiscating signs. I think it's, it's silly. It does seem a little bit soft, but I understand why you would do it. I don't get the... I mean, they're lying about it. When they say they're only doing it because someone around this guy complained about it, no. If, if, if this was a... thing is, that got through because they look at those signs where you go in. Yeah, if, if this was a support our team or a God bless the USA or, <laughs> you know, um, Oscar's cool sign, it's staying up the whole game. Nobody, yeah. nobody cares about it. It's because it was about John Calipari and it was controversial. That's the only reason why the sign... Don't lie to us about it. Just, you know, don't, don't, we're not that dumb. I mean, That's we, my big problem. Can we get the next, the next home game with somebody with signs to send my, ex to, send my exes to Texas? Just bleep Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Texas is taking everything from us. Now UK wants us to, them to take something from them. It's, it's, it's a, it's a fascinating situation to me because this has been, it has felt like the perfect marriage for so long. And then the last three, four years, to me, it started with the, People can debate this if they want to. 
think it kind of started with the Kansas State loss. I think that was the first time where it was like they lost a game in the NCAA tournament that they really, really shouldn't have before the Final Four. I lost too much money in that game. They, I mean, and it opened wide up, and it, there was no excuse for it, and Cal coached really poorly down the stretch. Yeah, coached by Bruce Weber. It was a bad look all the way around. Bruce Weber is now coaching us. <laughs> You're exactly right. I, I would put, I'll put a thousand right now. Since we give us those same rosters, you and me can coach that team over Kansas State. I, I'm right there with you when it comes to Bruce Weber's coaching acumen. I think that's kind of when it started. But since then, it's just been, it has felt like an imperfect marriage. It, it has felt like these two people have grown apart. They have fundamental differences in what they believe and who they are and where they want to go in life. And I just, I've always kind of thought that he's got a few last gasps in him and UK is going to be really good. And that could still be true. But this is the first time where I'm really starting to believe the opposite end. That this is just, it's bad and it's not going to get any better. The question I have to the the anti-cows, the, the guys that, that are, you know, pro the go to Texas sign, is it, what what what, what is the alternative choice here? Because like, it feels like with, with with Louisville at least wanting getting rid of Satterfield, you knew you had Jet Brom. You had you had something the the grass was greener, assuming that you were going to get him. Obviously, and Louisville didn't. Thankfully, the grass was greener supposedly on the other side. You know when when you had you know Tubby being kind of told you know get, getting the Rick Pitino resignment. I mean not Rick Pitino, but the Denny Crum time retirement out of out the door. You had Cal, even though they didn't hire him right away. You, they you they all wanted Cal. They got Gillespie. Two years later, they wanted, they, they wanted Billy Donovan. Well, true, but Cal was still kind of right up there. I think. Who who is who is who do you even look at if you, you let Cal go? I think that becomes the question. Like I don't even. First of all, they're not going to do it. They can't. They 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 can't do it. It'll be a matter of if Cal wants to go. If Cal gets forced out. If he does the tubby thing, where it's like, I'm bouncing. I don't care about the sixty mil. This is not a good situation. I want to be king of the castle again. Let me go. But if they do, if if that does happen. Who's out there? I know they're, I know it's Kentucky. I know it's arguably the best job in college basketball. It's still a risk because it's not – whoever they do settle on, like we're setting our sights on this person, they found this out firsthand. It's not a done deal. It's not a guarantee for anybody in college basketball or college sports that you're just going to get that guy, no questions asked. They thought they had Billy Donovan before, after Tubby left. They ended up with Billy Gillespie. You don't want to run the risk that you do the same thing again. Where you, you know, They say – we know Jay Wright's coming out of retirement. They talk to Jay Wright, and Jay Wright's like, I'm not, what are you talking about? I'm not coming out of retirement. Well, that's something if you're Jay Wright. Or, or Musselman or Oates. Like, what if you have to go down the line a little bit, and they end up with, I don't know. Billy Gillespie again. Well, not. <laughs> well, that's what, how they got Billy Gillespie. He's right? doing great things at Tarleton State. I don't think I'm, he's a candidate. I'm sure he is, and I'm sure they love him down there in Texas. And him and him and Cal could have, have brunch together once they're both down in the same state. But if you're, also, if you're, if you're a coach, if you're a Musselman or an Oates or – uh, uh, Jay Wright. I mean, you're looking at. Do you really want to go into a situation where you're seeing them the way they're treating Cal, who's done is what he's done? I mean, you're going to think, uh, even if I do as good as Cal, I'm going to get treated like that. I think that's a thought that goes into some coaches' minds. I think it's a minority. I, I think the the majority of these people, especially the ones who have had almost entire careers loaded with success, that never comes into their their, their mind. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you right now, it doesn't come into Eric Musselman's mind. Period. Like he, no, he doesn't not see much. <laughs> and he doesn't care. He, he like he's like you know whatever. Like Musselman's insane. Like, he he is the perfect type type of crazy for a place like Kentucky. I thought he would have been the perfect type of crazy for a place like Louisville too. I think he would deal with all of this this hoopla as well as anybody could. But like I don't know enough about Nate Oates 
to know whether or not he seems like a cocky dude. I, I love the way that he carried his Buffalo team into that game against Arizona. I mean, you've got to have an ego to go to, to, to coach you well in UK. You have to feel like you're bigger than the program if, if you're not. You have to have an ego, but you also have to know that you've got thick enough skin to deal. Like, Billy Gillespie had a huge ego. He was a basketball insane person. He was crazy. I think he thought that he could handle all the off-the-court stuff without question, and it swallowed him up. Does a lot of people. Same with Mac. And you, if you're – that's my point is – if you find yourself in a situation where you're hiring a coach, even like a Nate Oates, who seems like the next big thing, but who hasn't had the type of lengthy experience, also hasn't been to a Final Four, hasn't won a national title, it's not a sure thing, it's still it's still a big guess. Like, you knew coming in that Cal was going to do some of the things that he was able to do at UK, because he'd done it before, at Memphis, at UMass, all of that. He'd been to Final Fours, hadn't won a national title, but he'd come as close as you could possibly come without making that happen, and you knew he was going to get players. I think you think that guys like Musselman and Oates can do those same types of things. You don't know. And if it doesn't go well, if they do have these types of seasons that Cal's in right now, can they can they stomach that? Can, can they keep trotting forward? It is not an easy job. It is not an easy thing. I do love, and this is my last thought on this because I know we've talked too long. We have to go to break, and people are like, talk about Louisville. Really? I, I think they better make fun of Kentucky right now. You might be right. You might be right. People people may want three hours of UK I talk mean, at this at point. At this point, sometimes I think I would rather have it too. Well, we got some football news to get to. That's right? true. I mean, you know what? I got a little bit of hope tonight's game. Okay. Well, we'll get there. A little bit. It could be just the we wearing off. I love, because I, I heard the clips of his, his post-game interview. Calipari keeps doing this thing where he's like, everybody stay mad at me. Be mad at me. Don't get mad at the kids. Get mad at me. And every UK fan is like, we are, dude. <laughs> like, 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 there's nobody out. Yeah, are we upset about bemoaning the play of some of the players specifically? Yeah. But we are far more mad at you than we are at Oscar Shibwe or Jacob Toppin or whoever. Like, Cal just keeps saying this thing where it's like, just, just get mad at me, guys. Just get mad at me. And people are like, done. It's been this way for three weeks. What are you talking about? But I, I'm sure he'll say it again after the next loss. But it was a interesting night. At Rupp Arena, that crowd was was terrible too. Like you didn't, I know we we never thought we'd see the Yum Center look the way it has sometimes. I never thought I'd see the Rupp look that way for a, a Tuesday night conference game. Would this be as bad if he had the full support of all his usual media people? Probably not. Honestly, I think they would have to do the, the fact that, that some of them are fighting the anti cow stuff that that do have a lot of pull in the BBN fan base. I think the tone would be more of, at least from those people, I don't think the fans, the fans, some of them, don't buy into whatever the the head honcho is saying, the, the, the head media people are saying. They'll go their own way if it gets bad enough. But I do think that the narrative amongst that group would be more of like, this is bad, this is unacceptable, but there's still some reasons why it could get better. Like, let's, I'm not willing to go too far. No. And instead, it's like, we're done. Like that—that's become the talking point. Like that's Matt was saying that on KSO when I was listening. He's like, he's like, this is over. He's like, they're not making the NCAA tournament, and I don't think it's getting any better. Like, and I don't think that that would be a stance if there wasn't that rift. Between oh, I agree. And certain members of the media. I agree. Like, and namely then, him. <laughs> I was trying to avoid saying his name, but you just kind of went on to it. Why? What, I mean, you knew. I think it was obvious who I was talking about. What's right? the point in talking around? Yeah, I mean, we all know. Yeah, it's Matt. Matt's the, the the kind of the leading of the anti cow right now. And he, I mean, he because I know KR, KRC's not. I mean, I know I don't. I'm not much about Rouch, I, I, but I know TJ's still like listen. Kind of we said. Don't don't just sit there and run the guy out of here like some. You're going to bring in somebody that's going to be super better. I mean, the guy has done 
as good as you can sometimes sure. do. I mean, now when I listened this morning, and again, it was a, a, a snippet of both the shows, but when I was listening to KRC. TJ did seem more of like he wasn't full on. We got to fire this guy now, but it was more of like this is this is very bad. It's frustrating. Yeah, I, I think I think that there is, and it has to be. I mean, you're, you're ten and six right now. You've got no real major wins, and you've got a tough schedule coming up. You've got the problem with their schedule is the games that they play against like average to bad teams are. There's nothing to gain from them. They're like the South Carolina game last night where it's, I mean, South Carolina, that's a quad four loss for them. That, that is a huge loss that really works against you. And the other games, it's like we don't get that much out of beating Vandy or Texas A&M, but we have a lot to lose. And the games that you need to win against are, are like really, really, like Tennessee's really good. Yeah. you got to play them twice. They've got to play Kansas. Barnes always coaches well against Cal. He does. I mean, Kansas is really good. Arkansas is yeah. really good. Yeah. They've got to play them twice. They play, I mean, Auburn is kind of, they're sort of the exception where it's like, that would be a really good win and that's kind of a beatable team. But besides that, like, they are they are really up against it when it comes to just making the NCAA tournament, which is a wild thing to say. They don't right. play Alabama again, do they? They do not. That's good for them, I guess, the way the last one went. So you've got... I mean, two games against Arkansas, two against Tennessee. Two against Florida, right? Yeah, but Florida's not that good. I know. I'm just, I was just thinking, yeah. So, so they've got six games against teams that you feel like are NCAA tournament locks at this point. You've got to win probably like three or four of those if you want to make the NCAA tournament. Does it, make it, does it annoy you that we still lost by 23 to this team? Everything about our season annoys me. I mean, just, like, like, I watched last night, and I want to make fun. Right, we got to go to break. We I would lose by 23. I mean, we lost by 10. I get it. But, I mean, come on. I did have that same thought. Because <laughs> after the game, I was like, we lost by 23. I still don't think that they're that good. Like, like there was a, that just says more about us than it does them. But, yeah, I was like, yeah, they, they suck. We are just on a different <laughs> level, which we all understand. You don't need to point it out to us, UK fans. Everybody knows the situation here. I will right, we'll take a break. When we come back, we've got a couple of football items to get to. Like I said, uh, Kenny Payne talking NIL. We'll get into that. What has really changed there? Has anything changed there? And then we'll talk a little bit about tonight's game against Clemson. Your text as well at 502-414-1450. It's the Rutherford Show. It rolls on next here on the Big X. Who just drives around town running from the cops for fun? <laughs> White people in the 90s. I guess. <laughs> Speaking of white people famous from the 90s, I, I, I mentioned yesterday about getting so sick of every day I get a new Prince Harry email. Yesterday it was like, what's their in and out burger order? And how I was so sick of it. And I don't, I like Harry. I'm done hearing about everything Harry related. I take it back now because I got. New okay, we can talk about it now? No, I got a new one today. Oh. And I guess this is all coming from his book, which is now out, I suppose. But Prince Harry reveals he wants— You, you would know. Hadn't Mary bought it? No. 
She's not gonna buy it. She's 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 anti Harry and Meghan. Oh, she is anti. She's oh, she's, she's Team Will. She's establishment. Is it what was that the mother's name? Will. Will and Kate. Okay. She's all about Kate. But Prince, this, this is the headline from the email. Okay. Prince Harry reveals he once did mushrooms at Courtney Cox's house, where he hallucinated that her toilet was talking to him. Hey, I'm all I'm all Team Harry, man. So am I. So am I. He's the bad boy. I mean, come on, yeah. Let's. He is. He's doing. He's doing shrooms at Courtney Cox's house. He's, he's, he's marrying outside. He's coming to America and, and marrying, and marrying, marrying outside the the wills of the family. I mean, come on. He's got red hair. He's look. He looks like Carson Wentz. He's, I'm an, all about Harry, buddy. An American success story. This is the American dream. I'm pro Harry as well. Harry's loving it. I'm glad I watched this 60 minutes interview. I love that you watched it, Mary. Mary didn't. She's like, I forgot to DVR. I'm like, how did Trevor watch this? And you have watched the Royal Wedding seventy five thousand times. In fairness, like one, it was funny because the first time I watched CNN's uh, sixty minute interview since like probably when when uh, Michael Jackson did the the post like pedophile argument on there back in the nineties. Tune to that one. Dying story. I think the last time I think I watched one. I gotta see what this guy has to you, say. you remember that, don't you? When he said that into the interview really. back yeah. in like ninety two. Like it was that right after all the, the accusations he did an interview with her. I don't know if my seven or eight year old self was that, was that <laughs> yeah. tuned in at that point. Well, your parents were probably like, see that kid, Mike? Run if you ever see him in the street. Maybe. <laughs> but uh, but I, it's because he came on right after the Eagles game as well. And I just didn't know where the remote was. <laughs> and I just didn't. And, I was, and I'm watching it. I'm like, Anderson Cooper's on 60 Minutes? Like when they did the whole spill, you're like, I'm so and so. I'm so and so. I didn't know he was on 60 Minutes. And I meant, I didn't either. <laughs> Apparently he is. <laughs> We got some good news on the basketball front. I also watched the interview with the music guy on there too from Sixty Minutes. It was a good one. We got some good news on the basketball front. <laughs> Trenton Flowers, who is the number twenty-one overall player in the twenty twenty-four class, according to twenty-four-seven Sports, five-star small forward, six-eight-two-ten out of Charlotte, North Carolina. He announced uh, today he's cutting his list to five, five schools. Those five: Creighton, hmm. Alabama, Arkansas. Again, must and notes, hand in hand. They're the new. Who uh, Simon and Garfunkel, Carolina, and U of L. <laughs> now, obviously, this is this is very good news. Flowers says he wants to make a decision for good around March or April. He wants to be he wants it done before the summer recruiting session starts. He wants to be done going into his final AAU year and his and, and well, I guess he wouldn't even play AAU. He wants to be done before he gets to the summer. The common thought, and I'm not. You can find this out for yourself with a simple Google search. I'm not – this is insider information, but the common thought amongst people who've covered this recruitment has been it, it's kind of North Carolina and everybody else. But maybe get them back on campus. Maybe show them some, some NIL stuff. Well, well, we've got some new new perspective on Neil, maybe. It sounds like we do. We'll play that a little bit later. At least we're still in the mix. I, my concern was this is going to be another one that we we've thrown the kitchen sink at. Can he handle the ball though? Yeah, he's really okay. good. I mean, he's he he is very very good. He he would help us immensely if we got him. Whenever a lot of lot of would help, a lot of things would help us immensely. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying that doesn't mean I'm not believing that he's not good. I'm just saying you you know send the bar real high on that one. Agreed. <laughs> it's good that we're still in the mix. Something's going to have to change dramatically if he doesn't go to North Carolina. I'm just trying to tell people. I'm not not anti-KP stuff, not KP hater. It's more trying to get ahead of the curve here 
when it comes to people flipping out if he does go ahead and commit to UNC two or three months from now. We are behind in this recruitment. We are not the leaders here. It should not be viewed as this massive, I mean, I, I guess technically it's a swing and a miss, but it's not like we dropped the ball. He was ours to get, and he just happened to go to North Carolina. It's been since the jump. North Carolina and presumably everybody else. The only thing that we have going for us is Carolina is already cleaning up in the 2024 class. They're already loaded. And maybe he sa- says it's too crowded. It's the same type of things that we said about the players who ended up all ended up going to UK or Texas. We're like Maybe they've already got too many guys and then they'll come here. But that's what you say about Trenton Flowers. Maybe he doesn't, maybe he wants to be the man in Kenny Payne's 2024 class as opposed to being one of the guys in Hubert Davis's 2024 recruiting class at North Carolina. Regardless, it's good to still be in the. It's nice to hear people say nice things about you, and it's nice to have kids include you on their list. Not that I won't get, I won't have optimism for adding freshman recruits in the next class, but I my my goal is solely focused on the, the transfer portal in this offseason. Well, that's for next season. This is for twenty twenty four. So we're talking he would be a freshman two seasons from now. Okay, so well, the twenty twenty three classes we got two guys and we're yeah we're done. Kinda, yeah, I mean I'm, I'm I'm focused. Yeah, the, the transfer portal because I mean for all I know, can he may not even be here in twenty twenty four. I mean for, for next year, it's it's transfer portal or bust. There's no way around. Now we may. I mean, there's still kids available in the twenty twenty three classes. So that, yeah, but, but they're not the quality that are going to change your season in one year, or at least move the needle coming into it. No, you, you, not at all. I mean, you, you've got Curtis Williams and you've got Caleb Glenn both signed. I think the only player in the class that's still available who's rated higher than either one of those guys is Bronny James. And I know you. We already locked him in. I know you. You want Bronny. We're to come good on that one. I hate to break it to you. I, it's not looking good on the Bronny James to the villain. We're, 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 I must guarantee we're getting him as I am that that movie House Party is going to suck. <laughs> so you could add players to the 2023 class. But they're not going, and I don't even know if we're in on any of the players that are on the, the bottom half of that top 100. But the, they're not going to be difference makers. They're not going to be guys that you feel like take you from. Hell, this Bronny James is one of only two players in the top 100 who's still not committed. That's because he probably just doesn't even care about boring. Why is he worried about going to college? I mean, true Washington. Bronny James from Chandler, Arizona, is the uh, highest rated besides Bronny James, uncommitted prospect in the class, and he's number 95. So there's not much to be had from the 2023 class you, unless you, you flip a kid. You need three good kids out of the transfer portal. What you need is Cal Perry to leave, and then you just take all of his recruits, which I don't even know if well, I think he'd take him with Texas, wouldn't he? And then we'd, You'd assume he would. I mean, yeah, I mean, he'd stab Kentucky in the back when he did Memphis. Unless he's like, you know what? I, don't, I hate this recruiting class. I hate UK. I hate all of you. I'm going to Texas, and I'm starting completely fresh. And then DJ, Washington, or DJ Wagner comes here, and we're good to go. But That would be cool. I mean, I think you said three. We're going to need like seven players from the transfer. Portal. Well, I mean, I mean, I guess three like impact guys at least. Three impact guys would be a nice start. And yeah. Hope take four other guys. Let's set that as the minimum, by the way. Not saying I wouldn't accept a fourth, fifth, or sixth. The thing is, you can't just put all of your chips on landing Damian Lee, Carly Jones, and you know whoever else would be the greatest transfer in the portal. Like that's you're probably not going to get the best guys in the portal. You'd love to. I mean, people talk about Carly Jones being this great success story going from ever. He was the number one rated player in the portal. Same for with Damian Lee going from Drexel. Like, we got the best of the best in both of those instances. In fairness, well, with Lee, we were kind of ahead of the curve a little bit with the transfer portal. And because not everyone was doing it at that point. I felt, at least I don't, didn't feel like it to me. Like, we were, and, and with Carly Jones, he had connections with Mac, right? 
he he's from Cincinnati. Yeah, and he'd been recruited yeah. and yada yada. So, and yeah. it was, but still, we got the number one play. We got the best guy available both those years. It's just based on the law of averages. It's probably not going to happen this year unless Kenny Payne has a pre-existing relationship with whoever winds up coming out. But you've got to get you got to get a bunch of guys. And what you have to hope is that, and this goes back to something we've said a, a number of times already. You got to hope that the big problem this year is just the players, and that it's not the coaching staff, and that. The coaching staff, with a new group of players, fresh attitudes, fresh skill sets, fresh minds, they can mold them into something that's wildly competitive. They can do, again, the, the, the total roster overhaul that they had at Missouri, that they had at, at LSU, which is a little bit different because McMahon had pre-existing relationships with the kids that he brought from, from Murray. But you just got to hope that this staff has it, and it's been about the players more than them. They can take an entirely new roster with maybe a little bit more talent and turn it into an NCAA tournament team. It's a huge huge if but that's we have no other options now you're bringing in Caleb Glenn you're bringing in Curtis Williams I think both those guys can be good college players I'm not sure how much they're going to help you right out of the gate you've got to assume that some of the guys from this year's team aren't going to be around next year and then you've got to hope that the ones who have been the best for you stick around I mean in this day and age, like I think we all assume Mike James is a great building block for the future. Yeah. He's been playing great. He's really shown progress from the start of the season. Kenny Payne seems to – I think Kenny Payne is telling people he's building around James for the future. In this day and age, like who's to say Mike James just doesn't bolt? Like You just – you never know. You'd hope you'd hope you get Ellis back for one more year, James back, Kamari Lands back, maybe – Like Trader be a nice glue piece. He could be. I mean, maybe Huntley Hatfield comes back and he improves. I mean, we – You'd love to see more down the stretch from him before you get excited about that. And then you've got, what, four or five scholarships still available because we didn't get hit by the NCAA. We didn't lose any scholarships. Mm -hmm. You can get back to 13 now. You've got to just you got to take some chances. you you got to take guys that are established, good college players, and you've got to take some flyers on some guys. You just need new bodies after this year. And, we just, but, and unfortunately, we just have no idea who's going to be in that portal right now. Unless we went out and go to the NCAA tournament, which <laughs> would start tonight. Which If we went out, would we make the NCAA tournament? Well, yeah, I'm talking about we, we win the ACC tournament. Well, that would include winning the ACC tournament? Yeah, we're, not, we're auto bid, baby. <laughs> we're, like a, we're like an ACC. Because we have, what, 14 losses? If we won out without going into the, going into the conference tournament, we, we would have a shot at being in the tournament, right? No, we'd be 16 and 16 14, and 14. There's no way in hell. No way. Yeah. In hell. Kind of bit, but we had some good wins on the way though. Okay. The ACC is down. <laughs> we wouldn't be a contender. We'd have to, if we went to the ACC title game and lost after winning out in the regular season, I still don't think we'd get in. We won started, if we went on winning streak starting tonight and went all the way up to the ACC title game and lost these, we probably win. wouldn't get in. We probably would not get in. We've got like seven quad four <laughs> losses. Our net ranking is three forty six, uh, and the ACC. Oh, you bad. computer kids and your your analytics. We would struggle. We're gonna have to win that. We're gonna have to prevail in Greensboro to make the NCAA tournament, which could happen. Well, if that's the case, then there's no worry about winning out the regular season. We'll just win out the tournament. That's what I'm saying. We're, we're going to the NCAA. Tournament. Does everyone make the tournament in ACC this year, or is it still the bottom two teams don't get in? It's never been that. I thought it was like the bottom team didn't get in or something. No, everybody gets in every year. Are you sure? One million percent sure, yes. What conference am I thinking of? The Big East, like 20 years ago. The Big <laughs> East 20 years ago didn't let its bottom four teams make the, 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 the tournament, and then they stopped that like three years after we joined. I thought like NC State or somebody didn't get allowed in last year. George, George Tech didn't. They were like, oh, you're the bottom. You're well, not George playing. Tech was banned from the, the tournament. I mean, we were banned from the tournament in 2016. Uh-huh. Maybe that's what I'm thinking That's what I thought they, 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 they no. did. Well. If you have postseason bans, you don't get to play, but that's, oh, yeah. that's any conference. 
Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we can dive into <laughs> 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> we can dive into tonight's game between Louisville and Clemson. We'll also take some text for the first time today at 502 414 1450. It's the Mike Rutherford Show. Our number two is on the way next here on 1450 and 96.1. I like what you're doing. I, I just, I don't know. I'm talking, I'm getting distracted. I, how can you not like watch this video and not get distracted? I don't remember the video. This is uh, the, the treadmill video. Oh, that's right. That's what kind of got this song popular okay, was because of the video. The group is okay, go. Yeah. They, they did that's this. That's right. They, this what kind of really made, got them on the scene was they did the video and that, the video became kind of. I forgot about that. I feel like they're kind of made the inspiration for this, the movie The Rocker. Or the Naked Drummer and they, they got them popular and it's like, hey, you're watching the video, you're watching the video and boom. You're singing along. <laughs> Take your word for it. <laughs> You've seen the movie, right? No. You have because I referenced it last one week. The, the rocker. The, yeah, with Rain Wilson, where he does the band. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking it was a Jack Black thing. No, no. I've seen School of Rock too, but that's. I like School of Rock. I like School of Rock. Too. Richard Linklater. Welcome back in. Second hour here, the Mike Rutherford Show on a Wednesday on fourteen fifty and ninety six one. The Big X. We spent like thirty five minutes talking about UK at the beginning of the show, which was, I'll be perfectly honest, refreshing as hell. <laughs> well, I kind of want to do more of it. Circumstances, yeah. Like we need, we need Indiana to lose to Penn State tonight, just so we can <laughs> not talk about the Clemson game. We'll tomorrow. have that on our airways right at right following us at six o'clock. You'll hear Indiana right here on fourteen fifty. The Big X. You'll also hear Louisville at nine o'clock late game tonight. On 970 WGTK, your new home for Cardinal Athletics. That's a late game. I, you know, I kind of like the late game just because I got stuff to do. I have to work sometimes. Now, you have, you've you been upbeat. You haven't brought this up, so I'm assuming you don't know. This is a regional sports network game tonight And your fa- as your face drops. Meaning? It's Valley Sports South or wherever you can find it. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's the number one team in the ACC. We can't get on the ACC network. I just wanted to prepare you. I mean, at least, I mean, don't get me wrong, it's better than just being streaming only. This mic is about to fall off. Because you just slammed your head into it. Well, I mean, that's not my fault. (laughs) Don't blame Bally's for this. Bally's fault. I hate Bally's. Don't blame Bally's for this. uh, Again, at least it's better than just being streaming, I guess. I'll give you that. But what's on the ACC network that's that's bumping us? Uh, Florida State versus, I think, Wake Forest. Seriously? Really? The TV designations were made before the season started. We were Clemson was as bad as we were supposed to be. We were twelfth in the ACC. They were eleventh. Yeah, that's true. People thought this was going to be a really bad game, and we held up our end of that bargain. (laughs) Clemson, (laughs) those selfish sons of like they have not. They're five and zero. It's not fair. It's not fair to them. It's not fair to us, to be honest. Uh, 502-414-1450 is the Thornton Sex Line. A reminder, download that Refreshing Rewards app from Thornton's. Become a Refreshing Rewards member. 
And not only will you get the cheapest gas and the best deals inside Thornton's, but for a limited time only, you will get a free breakfast sandwich Ooh. and a free drink. Ooh. If it's the morning and you want a, uh, I don't know, a little sausage, egg, and cheese croissant, a little cup of coffee, you want it for free, I got no money, download that Refreshing Rewards app, become a new member, boom, breakfast is done. And, good if, to go. and if it's 2.30 in the afternoon and it's morning to you, you can still get it. <laughs> That's exactly right. Do Say good morning to them when you go inside. They'll... They'll, they'll be fine they'll with it. They'll be fine with it. Do we do we know that the one that the only gets perk for Bally's for me when we do our games is I'm the random announcers we get. Oh I that's like, the best part tonight. Because we get like I mean We hold on. We have not had this man on the call for a couple of years, I think. <laughs> the man that I once dubbed Mr. Cardinal. The man with an earring in his ear at the age of seventy. Oh, Mike Jaminsky's back. Magic Mike Jaminsky. Oh man. He's back tonight. Mike Jaminski is always going to have a soft spot in my heart for me only because of his 89 hoops card with him with the Hornets. You love the card. <laughs> I love the earring. He's got something for everybody. That's what he does. I'm excited about tonight. Oh, sweet. He'll say nice things about us. I'm very pumped. Yeah, we haven't had Jaminski this year, have we? We haven't had him in like two years because he lost his – he used to do stuff. We used to be have more of the Fox Sports Net games, uh, now Bally Sports South. And then he was also on the ACC Network for a brief time, and he lost that gig. He's not doing ESPN stuff. So, yeah, he's not he's not around him as much anymore. <laughs> They, they, they pulled a Perry Clark out on us once. <laughs> All the old names are coming back this year. I'm sure we're going to have Ace Custis calling the game. Like, like, like is that Gerald Honeycutt calling the U of L versus Pitt game? Kevin Stallings doing a game. Get Tom Penders back out there. Uh, 502-414-1450. That's the Thornton text line number. We haven't taken any texts yet. So I, I do want to talk about the Clemson game. I do want to talk about the NIL stuff. But let's hear some of your thoughts before we get into any of that. Texter says, KSR has grown men calling in a post-game show sobbing now. I don't know if I should be laughing or feeling bad that these people only have UK basketball to look forward to in their lives. Well, we talked about that. You don't handle that, a loss like that, by calling into a radio show and crying. You, you cry alone by yourself. That's right. That's what men do. Like true men. Texter says, Sam Purcell is the most probable Jeff Walt successor, right? Walt has been pretty clear that he's going five more years and then transitioning to an administrative role. I would, Jeff Walls? Yes. Okay. I would venture to say yes, especially he's doing great at Mississippi State right now. If that continues, then it's a, it's a no-brainer. I do know that like, beyond the shadow of any doubt, Walls wants Sam Purcell to be his successor. Like He thinks that that's the guy that can keep the his vision going, keep the momentum going whenever he does choose to to call it a career. We, we didn't even near even having this scenario talk? What's I mean, the texture says. I know. I'm just saying, just like, was there something I missed about Walls talking about? He's He hints that he's would like to transition to a new role in five years or so. Okay. And listen, Jeff, you bring that, you bring that, tro- you bring that, cut down those nets in the national championship. You have any role you want, man. Go out on top. Exactly. I'll give you any role you want. You want to, you want to be my daddy? I'll let you be. I got an opening in that spot. Texas says, Trevor, good afternoon is right there. I don't know what that means. Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. Texas, the same UK fans that said Louisville needs to give KP, uh, Cal Jr. in parentheses, time are now wanting Cal fired. It's insanity. I do enjoy that. Like the like the whole, you guys just need to, you guys need to wait around a little bit. While we're getting pummeled by Lipscomb on a Wednesday night, you guys just need to be patient. He's great. And then, you know, Cal loses six games, and it's the end of the world. They, you got to kill him. Kill Get him. him out of here on a rail. They want, they want him dead. Causing grown men to cry in public. Go to Texas. 
Texas says the unhoused person can laugh at the businessman who gets splashed with mud when the bus drives by. We can laugh at UK. I think that that's an accurate. So wait a minute, the guy getting splashed with mud sitting at the bus stop? So we are the the homeless person in this case, and we're laughing at the the businessman with a job. Who oh, just got hit with, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm going to go okay with that, yeah. I think also he peed himself a little bit in this case. It, it's a little <laughs> bit worse than just getting mud on themselves. They're at the top 25. They're losing games with the National Player of the Year, more than any team has ever when they brought back the National Player of the Year. That's not mud. It's poop. <laughs> they pooped their pants. Yes, we've got nowhere to sleep, but you pooped your pants. It made my day. I can laugh about it a little bit. I've still got some stuff that i got to get done, but I'm also laughing at you. Texas, as they, can, uh, as they all say, you can't spell sucks without UK. Ah, classic. Eh, throwback. Hey, sometimes oldies are goodies. I mean, you never know. Sometimes there's reasons classics stay around. Texas says, for KC, for KRC, I don't want to hear none of them dirty birds talking no more darn smack. They can all go jump in that skanky Katina Powell polluted river and drown. I think that's somebody impersonating a UK fan, which I enjoy. <laughs> okay. Texas says, let's be real, UK losing, spelled wrong, is more entertaining than Jerry Springer. Spelled wrong incorrectly, which I also appreciate. More entertaining than Jerry Springer? I don't know, Jerry Springer was pretty fun in the 90s. I watched. I even liked the movie Ringmaster. I did I, you ever watch it? Yeah, I did, I'm, and now I'm just now remembering it. It's got yeah. Jamie Priestley in it. Yeah, she's like she's exactly. like banging the stepdad. And yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it's, it's, it was fun. It was a good movie. It was, it was entertaining. It was entertaining. I think it was like in seventh or eighth grade. I remember liking it. Yeah, I used to when I worked. I used to watch Springer when I worked at the uh, the days. I had to be at the video store in the morning two days a week, and I would get in there and I'd put Jerry Springer on the TV while. I would, Put the videos up. There was one family vacation I took where I feel like we watched Jerry Springer for five of the seven days. I, th- I think we just, I was like, I'm I'm watching Jerry Springer. Well, you were. This is what I want to do. It's I mean, long. it was his prime in the late 90s. Yeah, I think I was like 13, 14. Yeah, it was like from like 96 to two, well, roughly now almost not 2000, yeah, 98, 99. It was, it was at its prime. Texas, UK must have had a bad crowd last night just because they were all celebrating the national championship in football from the night before. <laughs> Signing Cohen. SEC, SEC. Texture says uh, Scott Satterfield also didn't have the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. This is true. And sends in the, I don't know, have you seen the Tim Sullivan tweet from today? No, I have not. I'm He's- so glad the man is, is back in our lives because <laughs> not only do we get the explosive content that we got to talk about for an hour yesterday due to his, his reporting, but he tweeted out a picture of a very attractive woman in a bikini by a pool and just said, received a Facebook friend request from this woman, or perhaps I'm hallucinating. The same spam friend request that everybody who's ever been on the internet gets seven times a day. Tim Sullivan's like, wow. Come on. I know this is a joke, but I've got to post about it. Timmy, even I learned a year ago those aren't real, okay? He knows, but he's, the fact that he's publicizing it is, is also funny. I love Tim. We, we need him in this. We need him mixing it up in this community. I love those Facebook friend requests from the hot woman, and you're like, well, let's see. Let's click this. Look at her profile. He's got like six friends and it's all like random dudes. It's always guys. It's always <laughs> it's, all guys. It's no, there's no, there's one picture of her on her profile. There's no posts. It's like, oh, no, this can't, nothing, what could go wrong here, right? I always check because I want to <laughs> see like which mutual, because like, if you're like, you have seven mutual friends, I'm like, oh, I've got to see who these poor bastards are. <laughs> and I look and I'm like, you, you've got to know better, man. You've got, you've got to know better. You would think. Whoever you are, I'm not going to name names, but you've, you've got to know better. Texas says Kentucky and Louisville both missing the tournament, same season, basically. That's what we have to do. They did it to us two years ago. If they end up missing the tournament and they're like the first four out and we're two and 30, we got to be like, yeah, basically the same season. We both had bad years. 
They tried to do that to us in the COVID year where it was like, yeah, I feel your pain. Both of us are down. I'm like, no, <laughs> you guys won nine games. We were the first team left out. Man, then we only won 13 or something. Yeah, we only played 20. <laughs> they, played 20 they played 25, 26, whatever it was. Oh, that would be so sweet if they were the first four out. I can't imagine them doing it. Well, then again, they do it to us, too. But you know. Texas says, uh, we'll, we'll talk about the NIL stuff. We have a bunch of texts asking about Kenny Payne's NIL stuff. We're, we're going to save that for the next segment. Uh, Texas says, I hope Cal leaves so you can bring back the DJ Wagner song. The AJ Johnson song, I mean, you were gone during the Chris Beard firing. I saw the tweet, yeah. But a lot of people said, you know, Johnson, AJ Johnson. I mean, is it still a possibility? Is he, you mean? I, I'll say the same thing I said a week ago. I can't give you any sort of insight. I would assume that, like a lot of our commits in football, the primary reason why he went to Texas was not Chris Beard and his coaching style or anything like that. I think he's probably still locked into Texas unless they hire somebody that he just hates. Yeah. But it would seem more likely than not that he's going to stick to that commitment. But we'll see. We'll see. Texas, I'm listening to yesterday's show, and I'm hearing that Trevor does not know that he gets paid or anything about his taxes. It was terrifying. How has he made it this far? That's nothing new. We've talked about you not paying pretty taxes. Pretty much closing my eyes and grinning it. <laughs> We've talked about you not paying taxes. I'm, I'm pretty much, uh, yeah, I pretty much just, just put my head down and move forward. Just he doesn't want to How know. I get there, I don't know sometimes. He doesn't care. He just one foot in front of the other. Hey, waking up breathing is all I'd ask for in the morning. Texture says, uh, I mean, the guy was courteous enough to say please in the sign. <laughs> the next, the next did it say please? I can't remember. Yet. Please go to Texas. The next said. The next text says he even said please. Um, Texas, <laughs> this was my game. This was my sign back in 2015, and I didn't get kicked out. It says, "Katina Powell listens to Nickelback." It's <laughs> okay. at a football game. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Throwing Nickelback. Texas, as a Kentucky fan, I'd sign up for Must yesterday. I think most Kentucky fans would. I mean, what? A, I mean, Oates too. I mean, you saw what he did to you, not you and personally, but Kentucky. Yeah. I think the problem. I mean, out of those two, I think that Musselman's the safer bet. Although the off the court stuff, they beat Oates so when he was a Buffalo, right? Before the Kansas State, and then they beat in the second round before they lost to Kansas State in the Sweet Sixteen. Yes, what? Buffalo hammered Arizona. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Because uh, that was the Andre Ayton team. Yeah, exactly. I had that. I had that Arizona team going like the Elite Eight. That was a bad bracket for me. I just loved it because Nato's like called a shot. He but he came out and said in no uncertain terms, "I think we've got better players than them. I think we're better than them, and, and I feel very confident we're going to win the game." And they beat them by like twenty five. Oh yeah, it wasn't clear. Yeah, it was a massacre. I remember. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I thought that was that so they lost to in the second round. And because they beat them by twenty one. I'm trying to make sure that, that that is who they played. No, Buffalo beat Arizona, yeah. No, no but I think Kentucky is what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I thought it was because when Kentucky the five and Arizona was the I, four. I know they were a five. I think you're right. Yeah, Kentucky beat them by 20. Yeah. 95-75. Out of those two, though, I still think Musselman's the safer bet. But Nadeau's is more of a gamble with a potentially higher ceiling. They like Basically, they like Nadeau so much because he plays the style that they want to play. He's like the anti-cat. Last time they hired a head coach from Arkansas, was uh didn't work out too well for him, though. It didn't. They ended up on probation. Texas, if Cal leaves for Texas. Oh, this is a lengthy text. <laughs> Ross, I love you. I can't I can't read the, the seven paragraphs of text. I'll read the first one. If Cal leaves for Texas, Cal will use all that be mad at me, not the kid spin, and spin it in the media once he's announced at Texas and say that it was time for me to go. The fans wanted me out. Oh, yeah. There's a 100% chance. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's going to. He will. I'm curious, though, if he's going to take his recruiting class with him 
What does that do to the kids like AJ Johnson who are still committed to Texas? It's a good question. There's going to get kids that are going to get get cut, whether it be on Texas recruits or Kentucky recruits. You would think. Now Texas has. They've got a good recruiting class, don't they? They do. They also and they need to. They've got a bunch of older talent on that roster yeah, right now. Yeah, because yeah, I know it's like every guy we try to get from the transfer portal from us. Exactly. And I mean, you can bank on some of those. I mean, Tyrus Hunter's probably going to go pro after this yeah. year. I would say. Uh, Carr's gone after this year. Just can't have eligibility left. I mean, at this no. point, yeah. It's so. Yeah, he. I mean, they, their roster spots available if Cal wanted to go down there and take his class. I mean, and we know Cal's not afraid to just kick everybody off the team when he gets there. Whether it be to their face or just leaving a note on their on their door, um, I'm trying to read through Ross's lengthy text and just summarize it here. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, can you just skim it? It's very long. I love I'm it. trying to figure out how what else it could be so long. What else you could say that I think he just didn't say in that first paragraph? I saw the word psyop and I. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that the villains from like Lost in Space? Yes. Is that what it was? No. no. <laughs> Scooter Dingus texted in. Scooter says, quote, waking up and breathing is all I hope for in the morning. A quote from the guy who hasn't woken up in the morning in years. <laughs> Did I say morning? I just meant waking up. <laughs> and the time is irrelevant. Texture says, and this is what I, yeah, this is what I, I did a bunch a few years ago. It's just a down year for college basketball. That became my, that's always my, yeah. my, my tagline. UK fans love doing this whenever they're bad. It's a down year for college basketball. And that's, that's what we're going with. If Purdue is a top five team, then it's just it's a down year for the sport. It's a down year. UConn, down year for the sport. Kansas is in there. Oh, wait a minute. Never mind. It's still a down year. Texas says, okay, go ahead. Famous songs before that one, Trevor. Did they? I didn't know. Well, how would I know? When did that song come out? I want to say it was like early 2000s. I only know them because of the video, though. I remember the video definitely made them more popular. Yeah, it went viral. It was a cool, it's a fun video to watch. It was like something you would see on you know, TikTok or YouTube now that would... Have a viral thing. This is back when people were watching music videos. Although I guess they still do. They it's still make on, them. They just not don't. On TV. They only put them on YouTube. Yeah, and it sucks though too because it used to be I could go to like if I wanted the clean version, I'd go get the, the official video. Uh-huh. Now they just since everything's on YouTube, they just put all the cursing and stuff in the video still. Now. And I'm always like, are kids watching music videos? And then you you see that the most watched YouTube videos of all time are all like oh, yeah. Bieber music videos or Selena Gomez music videos. It's no, like, all the new songs. I mean. When the Taylor Swift did her last album, she came up with all the new videos too. She had yeah. videos for all the songs. Well, my point is, they're being watched. Like I just, yeah. I kind of assumed that they were not as big of a deal anymore, but they are just in a, in a different way, I guess. They just don't put them in MTV. <laughs> Texas says, if Cal leaves for Texas and takes the recruiting class with him, I take back everything mean that I ever said about him. It would be funny. It would. I would enjoy it. <laughs> It'd be great. You know, he's gonna take who he wants. I mean, Memphis again firsthand will tell you that. Texas random fact: It looks like True Washington is Ty Ty's uncle. Shooting guard, I forget, I forget what someone who plays that position does since we haven't had one for a while, but I'm open to try one. I didn't realize Tremaine Washington was, was Ty Ty's uncle, former UofL defensive back. I had no idea. They don't. Texas, we do, do we know why Kenny Payne wears the same gray and black Louisville sweatshirt to every game? Uh, every- using the same excuses at every press conference and wearing the exact same thing makes me think that he's only been to one press conference and they, they just replay the same video after every loss. He's, he even wears it in, the same, in, every, like, in, in every video, commercial interview he does. I know. 
I think I think we've won. I think he's won something other than that for two games. Was there two? I just remember. I remember one. He did wear like a full red. He wore the full. The whole staff wore the full red. Yeah, and, and I, we, one of the early games. He wore say we lost, red. but that's you know not really. Because that's saying. Yeah, I mean it's. <laughs> so I have that same pullover. I won't wear it. I put it on the other day to make sure it was the same. It may not be exactly the same. It's the same little design, and like I'm like I can't I can't wear this right now. I mean, does he have multiple of them? I feel like this is like the the, the Seinfeld with the woman in the dress. Like, does she, have more, does she have many versions of this? He's like a cartoon character. <laughs> like, I want to change their wardrobe. I want to go spill something on him during a post game and see if he comes out wearing something different. Like, he's always wearing the black and white dress. Like, are there hundreds of these? It is. <laughs> it, is it is shocking when you keep saying it's like his uniform. I'm like, what? You don't have to wear that all the time, man. Maybe just change it. We're two and fourteen. Maybe just switch it up and see what happens. Like, honestly, I might go to a game and just so I could ask him that question in the post game. It's one thing to wear it if we're like rolling, and he's like, "I just got into a groove. This is my 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 tradition now. I don't want to get out of my comfort zone. Things are going well." It's never been worse no. here before than it is right now. Just wear different clothes. Did he wear some? He, now he wasn't wearing some different when we won the Western A&M game, was he? I don't think so. Oh, I can't remember the Western game. I don't think he was. I don't think he was either. Because I think because I think he heard us, not us. Particularly, but maybe because he he does this in the show. He loves the show. He does. He loves it when we're at least we're positive about him. But I mean, he can take the criticism. He loves it. He did change because we 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 complained about it, and he did change. But I just I think we did lose the game. I wish I could look that up. Maybe we'll see some. Maybe a Kelly Dickey stat with with outfits, <laughs> records, and outfits. Texture says I don't feel warm and fuzzy with the staff and an entirely new roster if the players they've spent so much time on bolts. Talking about you, Bell, or you, you Bell. Okay. There's there's very little until we start actually winning that I think is going to make anybody feel warm and fuzzy. We could bring in, if we go two and, if we go four or five and whatever this year, and we bring in the best recruiting class, best transfer recruiting class in the country, I think people are still going to be like, okay, I want to see it. Like, like that's, that's the position we're in right now because it's never been this bad before. There's going to be no, there's nothing that can happen this offseason that's going to leave this fan base overwhelmingly optimistic about next season as far as like being NCAA tournament good and potentially beyond. Unless you're He's just going, blind homer. Well, you can get excited about it. You can yeah. say like, you can talk yourself into it, but until it actually starts happening, until the winds start getting strung together, there's always going to be doubt. And that's just, I mean, we have a new coach who's won two games through mid-January in his first season. Of course there's going to be doubts. Like, two out of 16. People want to see. What what what'd you say that for? Because it warmed me two and 14. Yeah. Two out of 16 games. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah, okay. Uh, this is about, I don't know, it sounds more, it sounds more uh, in the face than saying mid-January. Gotcha. Texas says... Uh, <laughs> more packed, but I don't know why. <laughs> Texas, the right successor for Jeff Walls is Becky Burke. She's also, will be another op- great option. Texas... I don't want to talk about this Jeff Walls the leaving thing. I don't like this. No, yeah, I know. Still he's still great. Okay, good. Texas, Oscar Sheboy will have played four years in college. Um... Q on the Naismith Player of the Year award, but will never win an NCAA tournament game. I did see like if they do, if they don't make the tournament this year, or if they do sneak in and get beat in the first round, it's going to have been five years since Nucky's won an NCAA tournament game when we're in next season. Like that's as as weird as it's been for us to say these things for them. Oh, I love that because you know how much I had to listen. I've had to listen to that from Kentucky fans. It's still currently. It's wild. I mean. Like Rob Doster threw out the stat earlier today. He was talking about which of these two numbers stands out to you the most, which is crazier. 
It's been 679 days since Georgetown last won a Big East Conference game, and it's been 1,382 days since Kentucky won an NCAA tournament game. I think the Georgetown stat's crazier, but the UK one is is wild too. How much for the Georgetown was it? 679 days since they won a conference game. They've lost 27 <laughs> in a row. Surprised it's not been longer than that. It's unreal. Their last conference win, I think, was the was the conference tournament game. Yeah, they, they will put them in the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> Two years ago. Texas Tim Sullivan would fit in great in the U of L athletic department because he's horny. <laughs> we like sex. I mean, there's no denying that. Who doesn't? I don't know what's in the water there. Texas says, uh, "Use us for being real red-blooded males." Steve Jobs. Uh, it's the Steve Jobs approach to dress code. Oh, with the, the turtleneck. <laughs> um, I never get the turtleneck. I was never. I, have, I, I got too bad a neck to work. Can you pull up a turtleneck? I don't think many people can. I, I can't. Unless you're displaying your new art at a gallery. I don't, <laughs> I don't think the turtleneck's going to work for you. <laughs> Where's the dicky? <laughs> it's actually, I wouldn't have a problem if he wore a green shirt and bright orange pants to change things up at this point. Yeah, just, just try something. <laughs> Come out there and, like, <laughs> I don't care if you're just in, like, uh, like uh, Bungalow Joe's or Bahamas. Bah- Tommy Bahama. Come out there like Time Bahama gear. Come out dressed up like Jack Skellington. I don't, I don't, I don't care. Like, just come out in a Halloween costume. Wear a replica jersey. Like, yeah, <laughs> wear, wear the full jersey that the team's wearing that night, like Dusty Baker style. Throwback style. Wear, wear a throwback version of your jersey. Come out with L. Ellis hair and like a headband. Like, I, I just let's try something different. Imagine right? if the coach step all came out wearing their old throwback jerseys. Like, you get Nolan Smith wearing a Duke twenty or whatever. Remember when you get Danny Manning wearing a throwback Mitchell Ness Kansas jersey? Like Yum Center goes nuts. Place is just rocking. We lose to Wake Forest by 13. Well, we've, we've already played Wake Forest, but you see my point. Yeah, right? we lost by – and we didn't lose by as much as 13. We didn't, but we – We held on. We did. We, we covered. We covered. I saw my – what's the – I don't even know what the line is tonight is. Um, last I saw it, it was 16 and a half. Ooh, okay. Texas, hey, at least KP and his staff wear almost always red in L colors. Mac and his staff rarely wore red. Luke Murray always wore a blue tie. He did, and it pissed everybody off. Did I didn't even notice. Every I think after Matt got called out, they started doing more red stuff. But yeah, they they would consistently wear colors that were not U of L. And people now, don't you wish out. we were back in the point where we could complain about something like that? I'd give my left pinky <laughs> to be able to complain for that about to be that. The, the biggest complaint that I've yeah. got with Louisville basketball. Like just think about that. That think about where you are and how good you are in life. That your biggest complaint is your assistant coach's tie color. I mean. It, we thought the world was over when we didn't make the when we were the first team left out of the tournament in 2021, and I want to go back. I mean, last year after the after the season's over, I've got tweets being like, "Thanks to Jared West and everybody for the effort. Let's never talk about this again. Let's <laughs> never let it be this bad again." Like I, I, I want to shake that guy and be like, "You only lost by one in the second round of the ACC tournament. That means you were good enough to win a game in the ACC tournament. We may be 0 and 20 going into the ACC tournament this year with two wins." Rick Stansberry just retired now. It's done. <laughs> Rick Stansberry. You're go, finished. Take a job in the ACC ASAP so we can get a, get a win here. <laughs> it's over. I mean, at least Florida A&M has, the, has the, the decency to be winless besides, you know, every, their NAIA opponents. I mean, they're terrible. West Kentucky has no business losing to us by 11. They give up 94 points to us. We haven't scored more than 73 in any other game. <laughs> really? It's insane. I believe it, yeah. Texas says, uh, Mike, I've missed the first part. Is Jeff Walls leave? No, there, there's a – people were trying to read between the lines and saying he's hinting that he would like to move into a different role at some point. That's years, years down, down the line. line. Yeah, let's um, – you got me a little worried too there on there for a second. 
Texas also looking to the future. KP is undefeated, <laughs> wearing drag for a season and a half, and he's cutting down the nets in April 2024. I don't care what he's wearing. I don't care if he's dressed like Gene Hackman when he's trying to get out of the birdcage without being seen. Just win games. And he can show, yeah, he can come out there in just complete drag gear with a big uh, big fruit hat on. The, the the fruit with all the bananas and stuff. Yeah, we, uh, do that. I don't care. Same with the Hawaiian-style outfit. Yes. Put it on. We're good to go. <laughs> can, win games. Put him out there in a tutu. I don't care. Takes us what about the D in the box costume with other prop? <laughs> with the prop, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care either. John Wick suit. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Got to dress like Forrest Gump. I'll give a bleep. Let's take a break. When we come back, Kenny Payne did seem to change his tone in an announcement that I think a lot of little fans have been waiting for in a long time. Talked about NIL last night. We'll play the clip, and then we'll react to it. That's coming up next here on the Wednesday edition of the Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big Ed. How new is this? I have this. I bought this album. I think this is all that same era. This is like, I want to say like. It's mid-2000s though. I was going to say like 07, 08. Now granted, Neon Trees has kind of got a very 80s sound to them though. Let's see. This was 2010. Okay. That might be one of my newest albums I bought. This is kind of, this is, like I said, this is sort of your wheelhouse. Your 80s, 90s. You disappear for the aughts. You're back for like 2010, 2011, 2012, and then boom, you're gone again. Anything after that is foreign to you. I, I kid you not, I Googled top rock songs 2010 and, and, and up to try to get an idea of some stuff. And this is this is right there. The, well, actually, this this, this didn't even come up. I just was like, screw it. I, 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 quit. I, I got tired of scrolling through like chemical romance songs and other bands I've never heard of. And I uh, was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to pick songs I do know. And this was one of them. I like, and this, I, I like this song. I, I do too. Like I said, I like the band. Um, Mormons from Utah. Really? Yeah. Now they had that. It started with a whisper song that was played in an insane number of times in that commercial. That was their the second album NCAA though. Tournament. Yeah. But it was during yeah. the 2012 NCAA tournament. Yeah. That commercial was on every single commercial break of every single game. Yeah. And it got... It started with a whisper. And they're, they're, they're like in the van and the, the yeah. bus or something. Yeah, I know. Good yeah. memories though. It was a great run. It's actually not a bad song either, but it's, it's it was fine. It's that that's their second. The uh, yeah, the, everybody talks is the song you're talking about. Yes. Uh, this was their first. This was like their debut album, which I liked a little more. There you go. Well, because it was 2010. It was yeah, 2012. <laughs> was just too recent. Well, the other one, again, and and maybe it's the fact that they do have kind of an 80s sound to them. And they kind of maybe that's why I liked them, but yeah. Let's talk, Kenny Payne, 
yesterday. I think I've mentioned this before. I talked to, I had a conversation with Mark Spiegel, who runs the 502, 502 Circle Collective, about a month ago, and he was saying, you know, Josh Hurd put out a statement a day before we had the conversation. He's like, I think we're going to hear more of these, have more of these from more people in positions of power at UofL. He's like, I think Kenny Payne's going to do one. He kind of wants to clarify his position on NIL. There's been a lot of talk about it. We've, we've talked it on this show a lot about how whether he wants to use it or not or what his intended use is, the message that's gotten out there has been this guy doesn't – he's not using NIL the right way, and we're not getting players because of that. Because of the comment I think he made about – He's made it several times. Yeah. I, I don't want kids to come here for NIL. I want them to earn it after they get here, which is fine, but you're going to have to start using it maybe in some different ways if you want to, to bring in some players and, and win more than three or four games. Yeah, too bad. This is that's fine if we were still like a normal generation. These kids are spoiled. They want the money now, without earning anything. And I mean, I, I think I think that's a you can try to use that mentality with recruits when you're talking about the transfer portal and kids who've already accomplished something at the college level. Then that becomes a different discussion. If you want to get, especially when you're, I mean, they went after the top dogs last year. The guys, the only guys in the transfer portal. <clears throat> that, excuse me, cough button, please. Here we go again. We're sickly. Okay, the on. only guys that we heard about UofL really going hard after and the guys that, that had interest in Louisville were the top-tier guys. And we got, besides Huntley Hatfield, none of them. If you want to go after those players, like you're not getting Tyrese Hunter. You're not getting Malachi Smith. You're not getting Isaiah Morley, Mosley. You're not getting any of those players without offering them a little something because they're getting those offers from other places. So we kind of torn on whether it's the nil thing or the – the 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 cloud of NCAA tournament thing when we kind of torn on that a little bit. I mean, I think the the NCAA tournament thing played. I don't think it affected them as much in the transfer portal as as I'd like to believe. I'd love to believe that we missed out on all these guys because of just the tournament stuff. No, but I don't think that that was. I mean, usually because when you're a transfer portal guy, more often than not, you're, you're somebody who wants to have been running for a championship. I think. Sure, I mean Hunter's like the 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 outlier where he wanted to go make money, be in a bigger program, and probably jump to the NBA a year later. Like I think he was, you you may have had a better shot with him if you'd gone NIL route. Some of these other guys, I mean, are you really going to Missouri if you want a better shot at the NCAA tournament than Louisville? I mean, yes, well, if yes, Louisville's, yes, Louisville's banned, I mean, then yeah, I mean, but I guess yeah, I mean it's that's where the whole band thing has my to have whole an issue. my whole problem with that mentality is and I'm saying this for the millionth time for people listening, all the other schools that were in the same exact plot spot that we were got guys in the transfer portal. We're the only ones who did. So that says to me we could have gotten some guys. But Kenny Payne last night releases a statement talking about NIL, talking about the the 502 circle, the new Louisville collective. And we'll, we go ahead and we'll play it for him. He is wearing the same thing that he yes. wears for I can't help but notice. <laughs> this is Kenny Payne. Nation. As a former Cardinal player, I know better than anyone the way this community embraces its own. As we go through a time of change in college athletics, we need your continued support of our student-athletes in their name, image, and likeness. You can help by going to 502circle.com and selecting the monthly subscription level that fits your budget. From the funds raised, 502 Circle will provide UofL student-athletes with marketing opportunities to use their NIL in support of local businesses and charitable organizations. When student-athletes come to the University of Louisville, they'll not only get a great education, 
and become better prepared for life, but they'll join a community that will help maximize their brand and earning potential. Supporting NIL opportunities is the future of college athletics. It's vital for all of us to embrace this new era. Together, we can continue to make Louisville an elite destination for the best athletes to chase their dreams and for their community to be part of those dreams. Go Cards. Okay, so th there's Kenny Payne. <laughs> I don't know where to start, really, to be honest with you. I, the music I love. I mean, it's <laughs> like this is like a mix between a, a political ad and that Lane Kip and FAU come to season ticket ad. We can start there. <laughs> I'll say this. I like that he's putting something out there about an IL. Because yeah. it's clearly having an effect. If nothing else, it, it's annoying the fan base. There, there's this perception out there that we're not getting kids. This guy was supposed to be the elite, the elite of the elite when it comes to recruiting. We're not getting anybody who's elite. And it's largely because of his stance on an IL. So it's nice to get something out there with him saying, Effectively, I like NIL. Now, the, the second part of that is I wish he had said more. I, I wish it would, came off as more off the cusp. Like, hey, there's been a lot said about Kenny Payne and NIL. Let me set the record straight. I want to give kids money to come play here at UofL. We wanted, as opposed to, that. it kind of feels like he's reading a message. He does. He sounds like Ryan Leaf reading an apology after he got in trouble with the reporter. And that's it's a reaction that I've seen from a lot of people. Regardless. It's nice to have him on the record saying, I'm not anti-NIL. Music didn't help. Music was fine. I mean, it was fine. It just didn't help the, 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 the thought process of him being like reading a script. It just, I don't know. <laughs> you're not you're not swayed by the video. No. Clearly. I mean, okay, I'm with you where I'm okay with him doing the video, a video to put out there. But I don't know. It just, at this point, and you're at this point in the season and just the, the, and nothing against the production who did it because the, the people who put it together did a great job. But I just, I don't know, just the way he sounds and he's feels like he's reading a script and he just, it, it, I don't know, it just comes off almost desperate to me. It does sound like he's reading something that somebody prepared for him. And, and I wish it was a little bit more like, hey, come play for me. We've got, because what, what I've heard is he's got money to work with. Like he's, they have a solid pool of money to work with when it comes to NIL stuff with U of L men's basketball right now. And they're just not using it the same way that, oh, I don't know, the football program seems to be using it right now when they're recruiting at the highest level that we've ever seen for a year and a half now. And I, it, it, the other thing that didn't help, because I saw most of the, the reaction from U of L fans when it came to this was, it was positive. It was like, finally, was fine, yeah. we're gonna, but there were some people who, who were like, He's only doing this because he's seeing what Brahms doing and what Satterfield was doing, and now he's trying. Like, who cares? Even if that was true, who cares? At least he's trying to get on board. I give you that, yeah. Like, we need. If he didn't know it before, he knows it now. Like, the fan base is not going to be patient forever, and I'm talking about the segment of the fan base that's patient right now because there's a segment already that's like is ready to pull the plug, and it's a segment that grows with every double digit loss <laughs> to a average team. It's later than it seems for Kenny Payne and company. You don't have to be Final Four good next year, but you've got to give us signs that this can be Final Four good before we're like a decade down the line. And the only way to make that happen is to get better players in. It's got to happen very quickly at this point. We're all going to suffer through the next two months together. 
And then we want to see what you can do. We want to see who you can bring in. And you're going to have to utilize NIL in some way, shape, or form in order to make that happen. And so this is the first step. The next step is go out there and actually use it. And I'm not saying sacrifice all of your morals or, or go against your own co- code, but let it make it known to whoever you're recruiting that they can make money here. That You don't have to guarantee them anything if you don't want to, but let them know we've got a big pool of money. You sign up with us, you're going to get some of that money. Because everybody else is guaranteeing them stuff. I wish I was better at like doing video graphics and stuff. Because I'd want to make like a like a spoof version of this, where it comes off like uh like the Suzanne Summers asking for like the price of a cup of coffee a day, like, and just showing highlights of LLs dribbling off his foot, like Cardinal Nation, for just a small price of seventy five cents a day. You too can bring in talent that will help us win at the level that you expect. Don't don't be stingy, Card Nation. Just show pictures, just like our guys just doing errors left and right, slashing the lips and score with in the arms of the angels playing behind. How great would that be? I mean, come on, you because t- he would look at he's like you've always embraced our students. Now, now it provides our opportunities to maximize, contribute, send us money so we can win. Are you tired of references to the 1940-41 Louisville basketball season? <laughs> I am. <laughs> Would you like to see this team not lose every winning streak they've had over an ACC opponent since 2014-15? If every Louisville fan... Hey, is- I'm Trevor Kelsey. <laughs> you may know me from the Mike Rutherford show. <laughs> and other things. I'm, I put my, I'm just walking up to a desk in the middle of a field and I put my leg up on it. For the price of a cup of coffee a week. Just two dollars a day. You can help us land players. <laughs> you can help <laughs> that won't have an assist to turnover rate of one to five and a half. Just, just show highlights of Brantley on the half dribbling into double teams and turning it's it. It's not up. the worst idea you've ever. Had. I mean, it would be a great video, right? It'd be. Would it be self? Would it have to come out after the season was over? Yes. Would it be self-deprecating? Sure. Would it work? Possibly. Kind of. I think it'd be funny. <laughs> I think you could drum up some enthusiasm for it. I mean, we watched me open a P.O. box address on there and it just gets loaded with money. <laughs> I know times are tough now, but it's nice to at least see Kenny Payne making an effort on this front, right? Like, this is, it's better than no announcement at all, no statement at all. He's now out there, and it's like, if anybody, if any other program is going to say they don't use NIL at all, you're not going to make any money there, he can point to this and say, no, that's not what my stance is, that's not what I'm communicating. It's out there. It's tangible. People can point to it. People can watch it. People can listen to it. People can get involved. Now, did, did, did they give did they give the address right of where to go? The website, five yeah, circle. the Now, how do you, <laughs> where, where do you sit? Because the other thing that I've seen from fans, a lot of fans are like, I pay money for games. I pay money for whatever TV packages. I'm not paying more to help. Like, you guys make enough money. You guys can fund this, and. I understand I'm, that. I believe that. Yeah. I mean, if you're listening, if you're paid, because I mean, if anybody knows who's had season tickets and you're one of them, it's, you know, it's about how much you contribute, donate is where it helps determine sure. where your seats are going to be. Sure. You know, it's not, you know, paying for some the seats. It's you got to donate the money to get the better seats. And that's where they move you up. And, and at least I assume, I don't know if that's changed in the last five or six years or not, but at least that's how it was, you know, back when I would get season tickets or had friends that got season tickets. But, um, so I mean, yeah, I get I get that's where you're coming from. I, I you know I understand. I mean, you get frustrated. Listen, I've already I'm already dropping you you know twenty grand a year in donations so I can sit in good seats and I'm 
I'm paying for the seats on top of that donation. And, you know, I'm doing this for football and basketball. Sure. Like, how much more do you really want to, bl- how much more blood can you get from this stone? I mean, I'm sorry, son, you can't go to college because I got to get, you know, a point guard in for Kenny Payne. I mean, that's, I, I get what that is, but, you know, just a cup of coffee a day, man. It's 75 cents a day. And I get that it's a tough time, too, to make this ask of the fan base because, look, Louisville fans aren't to blame for where the program is right now, and, and nobody's claiming that. I mean, regardless of who you're pointing the finger at, whether it's you know, you know Rick Pitino or Andre McGee or Kenny Johnson or players not being good enough or Kenny Payne or whoever, like Louisville fans have endured a lot since the fall of 2015. And even though attendance is, is low – you've still got the heart of that fan base intact. Like they're, yeah. they're going to be with you. They're going to be engaged. They may be angry, but that's better than them being apathetic and not present. It's a tough time to ask them after going through all that and continuing to watch, continuing to go to games, continue to be like, hey, we need a little bit more. But the fan that they're talking to is the one who has the means to make this happen, who's got the disposable income, and they're saying, you know, man, like, or, or woman, 50 bucks a month, 15 bucks a month, Ten bucks, whatever you can give, yeah. it helps us out. If you want to get out of this hole, if you want to do something, you know, this is something you can point to and say, "I'm trying to help." If you're buying a ticket to a game, maybe it helps a little bit. You know that this is going towards making the the atmosphere at Louisville better for prospective student athletes or for current student athletes. Like that's something that you can point to. And I do. You're think, a very small business owner. Put 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 you know put LLS on your on your billboard. They're trying to like, and I know that they're trying to get, get more stories out there. Like when I was talking to Mark, his big thing was you have this image, you know, people, I mean, you've said before, like you're kind of, you have the old man stance when it comes to like the players being paid. And mm-hmm, I do. I think a lot of people who have that stance, not necessarily saying this about you, they envision NIL being, you know, a 19, 20 year old getting his hands on some money and just using it wastefully, like, like spending money on. Well, I wouldn't expect a 19 or 20 year old to not do anything other than well, that. Well, I'm getting there. Like okay. they're like, you know, they spend on video games and cars and all that stuff. Mm. And he was like, so many of the stories that we hear are players sending that money back home to their families. True. There are and some exceptions. He talked about Yasir Abdullah donated all of his NIL money mm. to make improvements at his school. He talked about uh, one of the players who was a very notable player on last year's team wanted an advance for the money that he was going to get on a tweet because they had the football banquet coming up and he didn't have anything to wear. Wanted to go buy some clothes. And like he's like, these are the stories that we hear more than anything else because they just, you know, that they're college kids. Like college kids are always strapped for cash, and like they're <laughs> using it in very college kid fashion. They're not making enough to justify like the the, the talk of, well, most of them are, are not making nearly enough to justify the talk of they're using this on a car, they're leasing this. I know Cindy Curry does have a, the deal with a car dealership, yeah, but that's a, a different animal. Yeah. Most of these players are just using it in very, like, I think fashions that you would make you want to donate and want to, to help other kids in that same situation. Well, I'm sure there are now, but I think the majority of them do just kind of waste on this stuff. But then honestly, I, I, I don't think that's the case, but I, I'm not mad at them for doing it that though. I mean, if I'm 19, 20 years old, I'm doing the same thing. I'm going out and buying some new clothes, new, new kicks, you know, I'm getting uh, you know, some the video game and whatever. I mean, I'm, I would do the same thing if I was them getting that money. Yeah. I mean, but I, I know there, I don't, I, I mean, yes, I agree. I understand it's not all of it's just, getting kids just wanting money just to get money and then blowing it on, you know, you know sock hops and, and, and stuff like that. But the other, I mean, the other thing that I want to say before we have to go to break here is it's not, like, I know we always think football and basketball when we're talking about stuff like this, the money's going to different L athletes as well. Like they, they, they're taking it and giving it to in baseball. You've got, I think 12 and a half scholarships is all you can use. And they picked one kid 
to give you know this this particular deal to. And I remember Dan McDonald went to to Mark and said, you know, did you know about his background? He was like, no, we just we, you know we picked him. We'd heard that he he deserved it and all this stuff. We didn't know anything about him. And he says that was if you're picking a kid to give that scholarship money to, he's the perfect one. He comes from the South End. Like his 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 parents are not well off. His dad wasn't in the picture. He's got. He's giving all that money back to his mom. She's got three more kids at home. Like all, like stories like that. I think if that got out more, then people would be more willing to donate. Not you know, not thousands of dollars, but maybe be like, hey, yeah, I'll chip in fifteen bucks a month. Like that, that'll help a little bit. Like it's, it's not just going to go to get the star quarterback his own house or his own apartment or something like that. It it, it helps everybody within U of L athletics. And I'm not trying again. If you don't have the means, I think that's probably a the majority of people listening, they're saying, I spend money on this, I spend money on that, I'm not going to give any more. I understand. But if you do, if you're that contingent that says, hey, look, I would have spent this on a crazy lamp that would have stayed in my garage for the next five years, maybe keep the lamp in the store and help out with UFL. What's that do to the lamp owner now? The lamp store owner now? He's now he's, now he's hurting. Well, <laughs> trickle down to come on, Mike. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to that poor guy? You got to choose who you want to help more. Cardinal, <laughs> who do you love more, that store owner or Cardinal Athletics in this community as a whole? What if that guy was, that owns the lamp store, you bought the lamp from him, and now he had extra income, he was going to use that money to donate to Louisville? Then give it to the lamp owner. Okay. <laughs> Whatever makes us not... Whatever can get us out of a two and fourteen season on There's January eleventh. No stores. <laughs> oh, they're everywhere, baby. Are they really? Ed's lamps. Is there? I was, can't no, I just gonna, made, I made that up. Okay, I was like, can't just go to Target by. Like, I know if there's an Ed's lamps. What was, wasn't that night at the Roxbury? Wasn't that what they owned? Like a flower shop and a lamp store it was like he wanted to marry them because they could combine the stores. I'm literally googling, googling Ed's lamps. <laughs> See if it's a real place. Ed's lamps and more, Rochester, New York. <laughs> But it's still it's hey, good. The lamp store. There's still in more. Uh, there's another one in Water Point, Connecticut. Ed's lamps. Ed's lamps is everywhere. Just Ed's lamps. Um, I don't even know. I don't know how did we end up there? He said lamp and it just went with it. Let's take a break. We come back. Five o'clock hours up next. We'll talk actually about this Clemson game for the first time during the show. Nine yeah. o'clock tip off. <laughs> Regional sports networks, but you can hear all the action on 970 WGTK. We'll take a break. Five o'clock hours up next. Keep it locked right here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. This was, I know that the group had the song on my Spotify. It's the group's family of the year. That is correct. But it's from something, and I don't remember what it, it is. It is. Boyhood. That, thank you. That's exactly what it is. It's the uh, song that plays when he's going off to college. I knew it was from something that I'd seen. I think it was on somebody else recent, but like that's what I do remember. That's, that's the reason I, I would never known it if it wasn't for that. Because you know I like the movie. Yes. And uh, that's, yeah, I, that's why this popped up. I was like, again, I'm trying to think of newer songs. 
something post 2000 because apparently I'm a reputation of disappearing after the, the millennium. Well, no, post 2010 because this is 2010, 2012. You're, you're, this is gotta be bo- this is borderline 2010, right? This is kind of around that same your, your same sweet spot. <laughs> I think this is probably Family of the Year hero. I mean, it's their only song, right? It's the only one that I know. Um, yeah, they probably I have more, but it, yeah. Um, 2012. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can I get something past? Like it felt like I dropped off of all music at the same time. Louisville quit being. I got hurt in fifteen. The 2013 national title <laughs> was just too much for you. I tapped. I was done. You couldn't process. Look, my, else. my I have reached the peak mountain of my life. I am. I have no more reason. To follow anything new and current. The joy portion of your 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 soul just hit maximum capacity. You had to delete some stuff and you just choose not to. It's like when your phone gets too loaded with pictures. You're like, I can't I can't delete any of this. In fairness, what has come out since like 2014? Much. Okay, let me rephrase that. What has come out that's good? I mean, you would say not, none of it's good because you don't like anything. Well, no, there could be stuff I don't know about. Exactly. I'm not going to reel off what I like because you just like, oh, I've never heard of them. Sucks. What? Never heard of her. Sucks. <laughs> Sure it's bad. No, because there's stuff I've heard of. Like I've, I've listened to Drake and it sucks. I mean, I've listened to, like a lot, some of the lot of more, some of the current hit, but I've been listening. Like, like what about like what is the what is the best rock? What is the current rock bands out there right now? This, this is not the way that we're gonna start the five o'clock hour. Right? <laughs> people, <laughs> people educating you on pop culture that's happened since 2014. Like, what was that song I played? The uh, the song where they're the um, the the aha song where they're clapping as they're going along. Was how long new was that? The song where they're clapping. <laughs> It's like three guys and just singing along. It's like two guys and a girl. I played it one day on here and you, I can't remember the name of it. Now. Oh, Lumineers? Yeah, yeah, that okay. Yeah, oh, hey, yeah. Well, that's also like 2012. <laughs> <laughs> I like the Lumineers a lot, but that particular song was was definitely 2012, 2011. Okay, so I mean, is that like who, who in the last like five years, like, I mean, has been like a popular rock band then? I like the War on Drugs a lot. <laughs> Nah, I've never been a fan of it myself. I knew, I knew, <laughs> Come on. I knew that was going to elicit that response. Uh, I, I mean, you can't lay that out there and not let me make that joke. I've never heard of them. I mean, I'll look them up. I'm sure you'll. I'm open minded to it. I just don't. I don't really know. I don't. I don't go on TikTok and I don't go on YouTube. And well, I mean, I'm on YouTube, but it's I'm YouTube to me is like the mall. Like I'm, I know exactly where I'm going, what I want, and I'm getting it. I'm not walking around this place shopping for no reason, okay? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not like gonna just scroll around. I'm here to watch wrestling and basketball <laughs> yeah, highlights. I know exactly what the video. I'm typing the exact video I want. I'm going there. I'm watching it. I'm getting it. I'm out. We're going right to the Hallmark store, back through Sephora, and we're gone. This is gonna be a 45 minute trip. That's you on YouTube. I, I like that. <laughs> I mean, so so I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna just scroll around. If you if you have suggestions, I'm more than welcome to look it up. Are you though? And I'll be honest with you, I am a little more lenient with my rock music than I am part of my hip-hop. Okay. But that's, then again, I mean, the hip-hop is just so bad lately. Let's talk, we have not talked about the Clemson game tonight, uh, at least in any sort of length. We've talked a lot about UK loss last night. We've talked about Clemson at all, except for it's on Bally's. We talked about the (laughs) NIL stuff with Kenny Payne. We took some texts. Um, I do now see, I just got another, we're never going to talk about this Clemson game. I just got another Prince Harry email, teaser email. What's he up to? No, no, no. Listen, this, this may be worse than the In-N-Out Burger order from yesterday. <laughs> Kate Middleton seen for the first time since the release of Prince Harry's memoir. That's the headline. Who, Kate we, Middleton? She's the princess. She's William's wife. Oh, okay, okay. People saw her. Saw her. Saw her for the first time that the book came out. That's the headline from people. 
<laughs> Didn't the book just come out? What are we doing? Did it just release like yesterday? I think it was Monday, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so we haven't seen her for a day and we a half. We hadn't seen her for two days. <laughs> the, the humanity. She's driving a car. Good God. <laughs> Louisville Clemson tonight. I'll get back to where Harry's talking to Courtney Cox's toilet. It's way more interesting than seeing Gay Middleton driving a car. I mean, isn't that what happened to Frank when he did the when he took Hess in the trailer in Philadelphia? I don't remember that one. <laughs> Charlie's doing Green Man outside. By the way, Welcome to Wrexham is fantastic. You need to watch it. What is it? Welcome to Wrexham. That show that I'm watching. What, what shows it on? What channels it on streaming? FX, Hulu. The who? Okay, who? Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney from. Oh, Silicon that. Okay, five, yeah, five yeah, game. yeah. The soccer thing. I had my uncle at Thanksgiving would try to promote it to me too it's as well. Terrific, and it's short episodes, twenty five minutes. You can fly through them. I like both the actors. I like Ryan Reynolds and the other dude. They're so likable. It makes you hate them even more because you just they're too perfect. But it's Reynolds especially. But it's great. I've got like five more to finish before I'm done the season. You must really like it. You're getting this much into it. Yeah, it's great. It usually takes like four days to watch a movie. I know. Well, these are, again, like they're like 25-minute episodes. I okay. can watch like at least one a night. It's great. Right. Uh, Louisville-Clemson tonight, 9 o'clock tip-off, late game. I The tweets are already going to be made. I can already see them in my head where it's like, if this team wants me to stay up past my bedtime, like you better make it more competitive than this in the first half. Yeah, well, we hope they haven't saved on the Twitter account because they're going to be pressing it probably. Yeah, you do kind of hope that. If they're going to get blown out, just get blown out early so people can check out. People can go get their naps in, get their, their nighttime stuff in. Louisville is a 16.5-point underdog in this game, which is surprising going into the season that, given the fact that Clemson was not supposed to be this good. Uh, and I'm, not sure, I'm still not sure that Clemson is as good as their profile would indicate that they are yeah, right it, now. It could be paper tigers here a little bit. But when you look at the resume, I mean, it's – I mean, they, they – they're the only 5-0 and team in the ACC, the only uh, team that has not lost a game in conference play. They're 13-3 and overall. Um, but like you said, when you look a little closer, they've got a loss to an Iowa team that's yeah, coming around a little bit. They've got a loss to a South Carolina team that is horrible. <laughs> I mean, who loses to those guys? I can't imagine. At, at least it was away. If you, It was only by two points. If you had lost at home to that team by more than two points, just quit the season now. It's a robbery game, too. And you got anything can happen in a rivalry game. Yeah. But that's a terrible team. Love you. They lost to Loyola Chicago on a neutral by 18. That was before they, they went on their current five-game winning streak. They have, they have a decent win in double overtime over a Penn State team that, that plays IU tonight. That's It's pretty good. Uh, they beat Cal, who, you know, kind of our rivals uh, in awful pack or awful power six conference <laughs> status. <laughs> But besides that, their only notable wins are in conference play. They beat Wake Forest by 20 in a game that they trailed at halftime. And Wake Forest is iffy. Is iffy, for sure. They beat Georgia Tech by 13, who's bad. No. They beat NC State by 14, who I think is... is iffy. I think they're better than the other teams that we're talking about. I think they're... I've seen enough from NC State to think that they're going to go to the tournament. Um, they yeah, they're probably like 8-9 seed level tournament team. Sure, yeah. sure. They beat Virginia Tech, who's coming around a little bit, but who's been banged up. And they beat Pitt, who previously had been un- unbeaten in conference play. But those last two games, very narrow. Clemson is, if you're looking for reasons why Louisville can stay in this game tonight, Clemson relies heavily on the fact that it has shot much, much better from the outside than anybody thought they were going to this season. I don't know if that can keep up long-term. They shoot 39% collectively as a team from three. That's the 12th best percentage in the country. They shoot almost 80% from the free-throw line, and they get to the free-throw line enough to make that a worthwhile statistic. I, 
they've got guys that have been career 34, 35% three-point shooters who are all shooting 44% from three. I don't know if that's sustainable. You hope that you catch them on a night where they start to the process of progressing to the norm. The problem with us is we, and I don't know if I'm going to put this eloquently enough, suck ass at defending the perimeter. We just refuse to guard good shooters. I like how you held back a little bit there. <laughs> Am I wrong? We do. No, you're far from wrong. We don't. You can tell the entire team that guy's a 75% three-point shooter. Whatever you do, I don't care if it's giving up a wide-open layup, do not leave that man open in the perimeter, and that man will take 11 wide-open threes in that game. We refuse to guard shoot. Every, it's, it's not even that, that thing where, you know, Kenny Payne was talking after the weight game. Like, yeah, they made a lot more against us than they usually make. They were wide open, and they were their best shooters that we were leaving wide open. We just don't defend the three at all, and this team is the best three-point shooting team in the ACC and one of the 12 best three-point shooting teams in the entire country. You just have to hope. Option one is we start magically being better defensively, and we don't let guys that are shooting 45% from three catch the ball, stare at the rim, comb their hair, and take a wide-open three six seconds later. Or Clemson just has an off-shooting night. And some of these guys that have been 30% three-point shooters that are shooting 43% from three go back towards being that normal player that they've been the last three or four years. Because, look, all their starting lineup loves to chuck it. They all are shooting over 40%. They do. And they've got enough size to, you know, they're going to get the shots up. Uh, P.J. Hall, the biggest reason why I think people thought Clemson was going to be bad this year was P.J. Hall got hurt during the summer, and there was a lot of talk that he was going to be out for the entire year. He's their 6'10 uh, junior center. He's good. He's really good. Yeah, he's the, he's one of the things that worries me about this because he's, he's playing, right? He's back. He's played 15 games this year. Yeah. He only missed the first four games of their season. He's been, he wasn't himself at the beginning of the year, and now you're starting to see him come along and put up some of the same types of numbers that he put up last season. Um, they've got the, the other, Hunter Tyson's been their best player, 6'8 forward, who's averaging a double-double. He's picked up the slack that uh, I think Hall had left around when he was still getting back into form at the beginning of the season. Wasn't it last year when we, we beat them, Hall was, got injured like early in the game? Yes. Like, we, like two minutes in the game, he got hurt. And, and it something? was late February when that's one of our, we've won five games out of our last 40. That's yeah. one of the five. Like he, I think I remember, yeah. He, it, 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 we were really good in that game out of nowhere. The guy who lit, lit us up is the guy who's been their best player this season, Hunter Tyson, who's averaging about 16 and 10. And he can really shoot the three. He's six eight, but he'll step out. He'll knock it down. He'll take about three or four a game. It's an old team. Brevin Galloway is 25 years old. He's one of I saw. He's the only transfer to him, and most of their players are been at Clemson exactly. the entire time. Yeah, they've been there forever. Like you, yeah. you got guys that have played yeah, three, four, yeah, three, four, five years. <laughs> Brevin Galloway. There are nine players in Division One that have that are uh, 25 years or older, and he's he's one of them. But yeah, he is. He's averaging 10.1 points per game, and he's the guy that you look at and you're like, can he really keep? shooting this way like like he's he's shooting another one of those guys he's shooting 34.3 which doesn't jump out at you from three but he was 16.7 percent back in the day at charleston he was 25.6 last year when he was at boston college uh and yeah his first season of college basketball was 2017-18 at college of charleston that was the david Paget year this guy's been playing basketball since you know, you know Dang our third coaching regime. Dang Adele was playing for us the last time when Brevin Galloway was starting his college career. But he's a Clemson native. He's right from Anderson, South Carolina, which is right outside that school back home. And he, like a lot of these guys, you wonder how Clemson got from preseason 11th in the conference to 5-0 and the only unbeaten in the conference. A lot of these guys that have been 
playing college basketball for a long time are just having career years. Chase Hunter, having a career year. Hunter Tyson has never put up these types of numbers. Brevin Galloway, never put up these types of numbers. P.J. Hall's the one guy who's not putting up the same types of stats that he did last year when he was all-conference, and that's because he was insanely good and he's coming back from an injury. My point is, like, I, I'm i kind of with you. I think the, the paper tiger thing, I don't think that they're going to be on top of the standings at the end of the year. I don't think that they're going to be in the top four of the standings at the end of the year. It may not be enough for us to win this game, but I wouldn't be shocked at all if we, say, cover the spread for a fifth straight time. 16 and a half is a big number. No, I think we – I expect us to cover the spread. expect us enough that I'll be heading probably across the river to make a bet on this spread. Um, now, does that mean I think we can win this game? It's a bad matchup. I mean – Every matchup's a bad matchup. I know that's true, but when you – especially when you got a team that has big men that can be versatile inside and out like they do sure. in, in, in Tyson and in Hall – I mean, let's be honest. Our big men don't exactly go out to the perimeter guard very well. They don't. They don't really guard very well on the inside either. But that's a whole other mess that we can worry about later on. And I just they're gonna put they're gonna screen us to death, and we're gonna gonna we're not we're gonna get open looks off of these because we don't we just do not switch well. And mm-hmm. I, the only ch- if you want a positive and you want somebody to be like, you know shoot sunshine sunshine up your butt. And tell you, give you a reason why we could win this game. I mean, we don't turn the ball over more than 11 times, which would be a record for the season, by the way. Well, that's not really a good reason. I mean, <laughs> you, you, you're asking your reason for the uh, why we may be able to win this game is us doing something that we have not done once this entire season. Hey, I didn't say I didn't say it was going to be uh, attainable sunshine thought, up the butt. I'm just I, saying it was sunshine. I thought you were going to look at something in the matchup that was an advantage. You can't. I mean, we, oh no, no, there's nothing in the matchup. They're 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 a veteran team that that, that takes care of the ball. We might make 25 threes tonight. <laughs> It could happen. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> maybe we score 150 points. You never know. I mean, they don't. I mean, they they average 11 turnovers a game. We we average like what 16. Yes. I mean, that's just. I mean, they force 18 a game. I mean, now, we're we've gotten better. Our turnover percentage. We are turning. We were down to 12 in the last game, I think. Right. 15. And we had eight in the first 10 minutes, well, yeah, which was well. kind of the game right there. Now we are we are averaging a turnover on 24 percent of our possessions which is almost a turnover once every four times down the floor. Uh, that's 356th best in, in college basketball. It's still better than seven teams. This time a week ago, we were 360th in that same category. So we're getting better. I mean, can we just at least get through, like, the, the first till the first TV team out without, like, six t- turnovers? Probably not. I mean, what, 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 I mean, I don't know what to do to, like, we are the worst team in the country when it comes to non-steal turnover percentage, which means we're just throwing the ball away. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, 13, we did thirteen point seven percent of all possessions. We're just giving the ball away. We had we turned the ball over first three possessions in the Wake Forest game, which is what got us killed. Yeah. They, they were. They know we're down eight nothing, and we're calling timeout. When you got to call a timeout before the TV timeout, that's not a good sign. But we obviously. had fifteen turnovers in that game, eleven in the first half, and you saw how we can play in the second half of that game if we just take care of the ball and get good shots. But that's a it's a large ask at this point. Yeah, it's it. I'm not. I like this team to cover the spread, as I said, but I'm not feeling overly confident about the win. I, I mean, I won't give a prediction to yet. We can wait about 20 more minutes or so. But if just say if you if you want if you want something positive, win some money on getting the points because I don't see Wake Forest winning this game. Or Wake Forest, but I don't see Clemson winning this by more than 17 points. The other thing that's working against us, and this is just one of those kind of weird stats that's out there. Remember when we played in the Big East, how good the Big East was, and the one team that we never beat away from home was Notre Dame. It was the one team that in our time in the, in the, the conference, we had no road victories over Notre Dame. 
we've been in the ACC now since uh, since the 2015 season. We've beaten every team in the conference, all 14 besides us, on their home floor besides two. One of those should be easy. The, the team that's owned us more than any other. But North Carolina, we won at Duke's North Carolina. Virginia. Oh, Virginia, yeah. yeah we've, we've beaten Virginia twice since we joined we the We won at North Carolina, though? We've won at North Carolina. We, we? Okay. we gave them the Roy Williams' largest home loss uh, ever. And then it got broken like a week later. <laughs> it was the first Chris Mack team. I should remember Virginia, too, yeah. And the other, I'm assuming, will be, yeah. The Clemson Tigers. The little John Arena. We are 1-4 all-time at Clemson. Our only win there came in 1973. We are 0-4 against them in road games since joining the conference, which is strange because Clemson – has not been one of the stronger teams in the ACC since we joined the league. They've not been terrible, but they they should not be 4-0 against us in home games. Was, what year was how long, was it our first year? Was it was it back in 15 or 16 when we went there? We we were playing well and we just pooped the bed there. Yeah, it was it was the, the Damian Lee season. Was that the day? Okay, was that yeah. again? We just I mean we just looked like I mean like we just didn't even want to be there. Yeah, it was terrible. That was awful. I was one of those games that just, you just want to just forget and unfortunately I, I did until now i'm sorry i don't remember it but i think patino wanted to die like he was <laughs> yeah, that, that was one of the angrier <laughs> post-game press conferences you'll ever see from patino but since then we've, we've been close the the david Paget team lost in overtime in the 2017-18 season and then i think our only other losses besides those two we lost in the covid year was another game that was infuriating where we just showed up and like you said we we looked like we didn't care they beat us by 15 in that game that was that was bad. Um, and then we lost to them, was it last season? We beat them at home. We lost to them in the, the 2021 season was the one we lost by four. That, and that one may have been the game that kept us out of the NCAA tournament. I, t- I will say this, though. I'm not saying it can happen. But Say it. Say it can happen. With Despite... We we both know when you see, when you bring the microscope on the Clemson, they're probably not as good as the records show, being five and zero in the ACC, thirteen three overall. But that be damned, this is the kind of game Louisville if they can pull out the win on the road against a team with at least that record from perspective of being this good, can be just the confidence boost you need to get things start to be turning around. Yeah. I mean, it would be something you could point like to. You, be, say, you, you beat a good team. You beat, exactly. In a team that, when it's all said and done, are they going to be as good as the record shows right now? Probably not. They could be. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like I said, it's a very experienced team. They could be all glued together. It could be that one of those, have one of those magic seasons. We've seen it in college basketball before where a team kind of comes together with a veteran team out of nowhere for one year. But it's it's it just feels like it could be the, the, the stars could align for this being a signature win on the road and just that confidence we need to like we've heard about already that we just need to feel like know how it feels to get a win especially in a close game if this is a close game but for some reason i feel like if we're gonna win it probably gonna be a close game yeah i mean i I don't think when we say those types of things we say it's like it's a jumping point off to something great i I mean we're two and 14 no i'm not saying it's gonna it's gonna lead us into our the winning streak that we joked about that we go all the way through the AC yeah, tournament. It but, doesn't change anything. It but just, it's something it, it's to hang something your hat nice. on. Yeah, it is. And, and you need one of those if you're – I mean, it's all about feeling better about the future. And I'm not talking about the future in March or February. I'm talking about the long-term future with Kenny Payne. You need something because right now I had fun with the Western Kentucky win. It was great. It's lasting power. It's it, it shelf life is, is up at this point. Like It was great that we beat them by 11. Florida A&M did not. We played terrible in that game and barely beat the worst team on our schedule. And we haven't won a game since then. We've been playing better recently. 
There's no question about it. We've we, the the NC State game they fought back. The Syracuse game they should have won. The Wake game you fought all the way back and, and got it to within three. The next step is we actually, don't we don't talk about Kentucky in there in a mix. Yeah, I mean <laughs> the 23 point loss felt better before last night. That's the one negative of them just being totally awful. Is they still beat us by 23? Well, we, we covered. I feel like in your debate, somebody be like, "What about the Kentucky game?" No, we're talking about it. We didn't play a game we on vacation. We cover the spread. We've covered the spread in four straight games. Don't don't let don't let Trevor's facts distract you from that fact. We've covered in four straight games. We're playing better. The next step is obvious, and it's actually win some of these games, and preferably against some of the better teams on your schedule. You'd love to get steal a couple of two. Uh, still a, a couple of these two coming up in a six-game slate where you're playing some pretty good teams and then a couple games that feel winnable and say, like, look, we're not going to be – we're not getting out of ACC Tournament Tuesday. We're playing on the opening day. I wish this team was ranked a little bit. They're not ranked, are they? No. I kind of wish they were ranked if we are going to pull off a win. But this is why things are going to get better in the long term. This team has gotten better. They're understanding what Kenny Payne's preaching – they're buying into the culture. You're starting to see some results. There's and when we have a full offseason of this and better players in next year and even better players in the year after that, then it's going to start working. That's the the goal. That's the message that you want to communicate if you're paying a company right now because the fan base needs something. Now, is that going to be received that way? Probably not. But it would just be nice to win a couple. And that would start tonight. tonight it would be a – like after the Western Kentucky game. No, I don't think anybody was celebrating the Florida A&M win. But the Western Kentucky game, it was like – it was just nice to have a night where things felt good, where, where, where you knew it wasn't changing anything big picture-wise. But for that moment, for those 12 hours or so, you got to feel good about the team and the kids got to celebrate a little bit. And honestly, that's I would love to feel better about UofL basketball than I do. I'd love to celebrate a win tonight. But more than that, like the players deserve to have something good happen. I, don't know, I kind of thought we'd have at least maybe one more win since the Western Kentucky game. but I thought we were, too. I mean, I think most people really I mean, not just A&M, but just like maybe – NC State or Lake Forest, which are games that are teams that are definitely beatable. Yeah, and I mean, if you look at the schedule coming up, we've got this one tonight is is tall. North Carolina, I know that they haven't been as good. They're banged up too. Armando Baycott did not play last night in their loss to Virginia. Somebody else didn't play last night either. Uh, we'll see how they how they are health wise coming in to the Yum Center on Saturday. But that's still, even if they've got their top seven guys out, probably feels like a tough task for you. Oh, we're gonna be we're gonna be eighteen point underdogs. I mean, Pitts uh, Pit, Pitts. Better. We played them after that. And then Boston College is not great. Notre Dame is not great. Georgia Tech's not great. Florida State's not great. Those are four games that, God, you should get at least one of those. You, you really should. But you want to steal one. You, you want to steal one from one of the better teams in the league. And tonight, I think, would that opportunity presents itself. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get your thoughts on this. Or, you know, if you're sick of, like, actual basketball talk, we understand. Send us in a different direction by texting us at 502 502- 414-1450. That's the Thornton sex line. I can talk nonsense. We'll get to you guys. Maybe talk some nonsense after the break. We'll wrap up the show. Last segment coming your way. Keep it locked right here on 1450 and 96.1 The Big X. I'll give you love advice. I don't want to be your
right, welcome back in. Final segment here of the Wednesday edition of the Mike Rutherford Show on 1450 The Big X. Get you ready for game night. Cars taking on Clemson at 9 o'clock tonight down there at Little John Coliseum. You can hear all the action on 970 WGTK. If you want to hear Indiana Penn State, keep it locked right here. After the show, we'll have uh, IU Penn State coverage. Tip off there 7 o'clock as the Hoosiers look to get right after a 1-3 and three start in the Big Ten. I, I don't know. We'll go to the text line in just a second. 502-414-1450. I had to go back to the 90s with R.E.M. I guess for a little bit. That's fine. I mean, you, you strayed too much. <laughs> I do want sad news. I know I said to start to break it to you, but uh, apparently we lost Jeff Beck today. I saw that. Ever since you told me that, and I looked at the trending. He's the number one trending topic on, yeah. on Twitter right now. People are very... It's hard. It's understandable you don't maybe know the name, but he was one of many great guitarists that went to the Yardbirds along with Clapton and... and uh, and so forth, but uh, just a, a famous session guitarist from the seventies, Jeff Beck group, also, and uh, I think the last one of, one of my favorite things he did the guitar on uh, "Blades of Glory" by Bon Jovi. He plays the guitar oh, on that. Wow. Uh, but so yeah, one of the, Rolling Stone considered one of the top five greatest guitarists of all time. Jeez, so it's unfortunate he was seventy eight. I'm just gonna see the the announcement. Sudden uh, bacterial meningitis. That all. sucks. Yeah, it does suck. Great guitars. Um, he missed the. The tweet that I saw last night, when we were having the, in the midst of the UK disaster against South Carolina, I liked that DeAndre Square, the UK football star, tweeted out in the middle of the game that I think we both got karma for arguing about what type of school we are. I just loved it. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the self awareness. I enjoyed the, because I mean UK football after they after that whole debate kind of happened, took a little bit of a step back during the season. And then UK basketball clearly is is having its struggles. I enjoyed that. It was a nice little level of self awareness that you don't often see from college. I mean, the football team got to be twenty one nothing in a bowl game. Yeah, but bowl games don't really matter <laughs> unless you win. Unless you win them. Unless you win them. Or at least score in one, right? Unless they're played at baseball stadiums <laughs> against teams now coached by your former coach, then they matter a great, great deal. Uh, all right, let's do uh, take some text here before we preview tonight's game and give our our thoughts, our predictions at the end of the show. Texas, the Popeyes kid wound up getting that NIL set up with them. I saw the and once I saw the picture, I knew exactly. I, I'd remember. I'm it. sure you'd seen the gift. It's yeah, hard I to just, explain. Yeah, I just didn't. I didn't really remember it just from the, the description. But when I saw the picture of it, uh, I guess on Facebook or somebody about him getting the nail, I remembered it then. Yeah, good for him though. I'm glad. Yeah, he deserves it. Texas, the hostage NIL video makes <laughs> me believe that KP will empty the bank for a two star kid from Eastern Kentucky who has been begging Cal on Twitter to take a look at his highlight video just because Josh Hurd made him do something he didn't want to do. At least he got to wear his only UofL shirt, though. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, I'm surprised he wasn't wearing it. We're holding the, 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 the newspaper, the current newspaper right in front of him when he's reading that. <laughs> Eyes darting off screen. Stop. <laughs> Texas, I don't really want to hear about the guys that we're going hard for. Oh. This will be a... Supposed to be an innuendo joke? And, it was. Uh, I guess maybe we said we we're going hard after some guys. I don't know. Texas UFL will lose more players to the portal than they will get from it. Um, Ooh, That's a good question. I don't, I, even, I don't even know if it's a question, more of a statement, but nonetheless. But the I mean, thing is, like, in this day and age, who that's we lose? not necessarily indicative of like the program being in free fall. It used to be if you lost, True. if you lost four or five guys to the portal, you're done. Like the, the coach is terrible. There's a huge culture problem. Now you got teams that will go to the Elite Eight, lose three or four guys, replace them with three or four more guys, and 
just go right along. Like that's the it's the new way. I mean, until recently, you lost five guys to Porter. You were Baylor, Dale, Dale, Dale uh, right. in the Bliss era. I mean, that's the only time you saw five guys or so leaving the whole team. You're right. No, now you're right. It's not. It's not indicative of, of the program. I agree. I mean, I'd be willing to bet. Like, the only reason why I might say no to that is because we have two extra scholarships to use now. We can get back to thirteen for next season. If even if we have four guys leave, we can bring in like six guys to replace them. I mean, we had we brought in what six guys last year from the transfer portal. Just curious okay. if you were gonna if you gun to your head. Top three, not in particular order. No, we don't need to do that. Top three guys you'd expect that could transfer out of Louisville. I mean, you never know for sure. No, but you you have an idea. I mean, if if I'm just, this is based on, like, last year, people were talking. So, like, I when I said I think Matt Cross is gone, I think Sam Williams is gone, that wasn't based on nothing. No, because Matt te- Cross has pretty much already left the team anyway. Exactly. Yeah, but, they yeah. were telling everybody who was willing to yeah. listen, like, I'm, I'm gone after this. I've got no idea what current players are saying. But, I mean, Devin Reed's a guy who has not played a lot. Very good, good, good suggestion, yeah. You might, like, that would seem to be a clear candidate. I mean, Fabio Basile, maybe, although he wasn't as highly, like, Reed was a top 100 kid, a four-star prospect, who was at LSU before they fired Will Wade. He maybe would have more options than, than Fabio would, but Fabio's maybe not playing as much as he'd like. But he strikes me as a guy, when he came here, he said he wants to do whatever's best for the team, and he's fine with being brought along slowly. I think Fabio probably stays if the staff wants him to stay. Um, Curry doesn't have any eligibility left, right? Curry's got one more year. He, he can he can go somewhere. Definitely, he wants I'm to. putting him in that top three. Then I think that would be possible. The other one, I'd almost, I don't, I don't wouldn't want it, but I'd say Withers. Withers seems to be, if if he doesn't get it going by the end of the year, I think then you kind of find yourself in this position where it's like I've tried everything. I've had different coaches. I've had. Some moments I haven't been able to have it consistent. Maybe it's just I need a new new. Style. And maybe it's best for him and for us as well. I, I mean, you, you don't want to you don't want to lose a talented kid, but I mean, I think that's possible for sure. No, don't be selfish. Let the kid go and excel. I mean, you, you, we're talking about like, all these kids could leave. Who's oh, to say, that's like, true. I mean, I who's to say L. Ellis is like I'm sick of losing. I, I love Kenny Payne, but I'm a big time player. I want to go to a big time program, play in yeah. the NCAA tournament before I leave. I got one more year left. I'm going somewhere else. Say the same. Yeah, for James, Happy, even Lance. Who knows? I mean, nobody's yeah. safe anymore. Yeah, no, there's not. Texture says, my God, that enthusiasm from pain. <laughs> I mean, for for what it's worth, and I said this at the beginning of the year, I think I don't think you agreed with me as much, but like pain doesn't exactly ooze charisma anyway. Oh, he does. No, like, I, I, I agree. Like when I'd watched him in his first interviews, I'm just like, oh, Lord. I mean, come on. I mean, you're not exactly a wrestling promo per se. I mean, it's not exactly, he's not, he's not going to put butts in the seats with a promo. No, that's not his. That's not no, his that's not his sure. thing. And it's, and it doesn't have to be, but at global, you got to kind of oomph it a little bit. And you got to, you got to start getting a little bit out there. Well, you got to try. And I guess he is trying. You can't also not be yourself. I mean, you, I know, but you got to show some, you got to show some charisma. A little more that you'll get eaten up when you're having a bad year like you are. Um, Texture says, any any insight into why Sky Clark left from Illinois? I figured I'd hear more information other than he left. I, I it's they said for personal reasons. I didn't see he left. I missed it. Yeah, I think that happened when last week. I guess when you well, were gone. Yeah. There's a lot of people talking about. You know, Louisville was recruiting him heavily mm-hmm. before he went to Illinois. Um, that's all I've seen. Like, I think a lot of people just thought it was him not playing enough. Him maybe. Butting heads with Brad Underwood, who's a guy who will butt heads with anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he, 
all he said was he he said he's stepping away from the program for personal reasons, and that could be anything. But I would expect. I mean, I would expect Kenny Payne to be involved there. I mean, he's got a relationship with Clark that dates back to when he was recruiting him at UK. And he's a he's a guy who could help us. I mean, hell, anybody could help us. I'll just say, I mean, I'm <laughs> <laughs> it sounds mean, but it, what do you want me to say? We're two and fourteen. Yeah, we could use a former five star guard. I mean, beggars can't be choosers at this point. Texas, if I was a coach recruiting against UofL, I would show them the Kenny Payne NIL video and ask, do you really think this guy believes in NIL? <laughs> Who cares if he believes in it as long as we're paying him? Come on, guys. You really need to, does the coach really need to believe in it as long as the, 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 the check is clearing? Texas, Sarah McLaughlin music with sad fans staring into the abyss, NIL commercials during Matlock reruns. Maybe David Grissom would contribute $20. Oh, no. Grissom... Grissom loves those videos about pets dying. He's the one person who's like, I want to watch the whole. He didn't turn the channel. He's like, I love. Oh, it. what a soulless human being. Well, that's, <laughs> you said it, not me. Texas, I feel like the average person. I feel like to the average person, nil is a lot like crypto. You hear a lot about it, but you don't know how it works, or can trust it enough to put your money into it. I think that that's a a very good, that's very good, very text. very yeah. I think I agree. Because as as someone who also does not really understand crypto, not a clue. I've just kind of been like, I'm staying away from that. I think it's a scam. And guess what? Kind of wound up being a scam. And I feel like good for not getting involved or learning more about it. And I think that's kind of the stance that a lot of people are taking with, with NIL right now because there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of confusion out there. And I get it. I mean, I'm, if I hadn't had that talk where Spiegel kind of laid out all this stuff, if I hadn't had, I've had conversations with other people that have done stuff with the 502 circle, I, wouldn't have a very good idea of how this is working. And there's still things that I don't understand. If I'm, I mean, I'm not a smart man. There are a lot of things that I don't understand about this. I was not born a handsome man. I, I was not God to not give me the intelligence. I, stuff is not computing. It's, I think that that's a, that's a big hurdle for collectives like the 502 circle to get over is people just don't, people don't trust many people with their money and understandably. So like everything I mean, how there's like stories. I'm about not. Listen, I'm not. I'm not going to judge you for it. I, I'm I, not either. I, you, you know my philosophy on nonprofit organizations. I'm the same way. I don't trust them. I mean, and it's understand. <laughs> I mean, you see, like uh, even some of these big donations, like these these charities, and then you, like you Google them five years later, and it's like, oh, that was totally fake. Those people yeah. were taking donations on Brett. They were just doing it for themselves. <laughs> Two words: Brett Favre. <laughs> Text says we're all just waiting for some for 502 circle to get exposed by somebody like Sully for the next scandal only this time using all of our donated money that's sitting in the back of our heads all now right sad face crying emoji i think that's I mean, they're not going to use if, if, if these groups aren't using the money on me are they just pocketing themselves i mean how else would could it be a scandal for it i wonder yeah i don't know they would have to pocket themselves right i guess i guess but i don't think that that's the problem is, is that a lot of these these groups are being funded by people who are like wealthy to begin with anyway yeah. so I mean, yeah uh, Texas, did Trevor just say that kids are blowing it on sock hops? <laughs> yeah. What decade is it where Trevor is right now? I didn't say that. You didn't catch that, did you? I didn't. I did. I said it. I was saying no, you were it and you didn't catch it. I'm glad someone did. Did you ever have sock hops in grade school? No. We had them in Wilder <laughs> when I was there. Have, we never had a sock I should remember, like, the first time they, they, first time they, they threw it out there, they're like, we're having a sock hop. I'm like, what the hell is a sock hop? I don't even know what a sock hop is. It's just a dance, right? The sock hop was like a party from, like, the 19... 19- 50s yeah right. but it's just a dance in general it's just yeah. the, the the name is just relevant with the 50s it, let's the, go to the hop i mean there's no like there's no like something you do different at a sock hop that you would do at like a normal pizza party or something for some reason i envision like sack races i don't know why 
But no, it's just like a. Dog. I picture all the women in like skirts with with poodles on them. That's yeah, that's what it <laughs> yes, is. Okay, and it's how that's what we did a while. Like you dressed in like poodle skirts and stuff, and it was it was not fun. It's not it was cool. Not fun. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I wasn't a big grade school dance kid. Not. I don't even think we had grades. Zach Taylor didn't have dances, I don't think. Mixers could be fun because there were usually fights. That was about it. Like, we had dances that, like, when I got to Westport, I went to sixth grade. I went to, I remember I went to my sixth grade dance, but I don't remember having dances at, at Zachary Taylor at all. Yeah. Texas says, I love lamp. Ed's lamps. <laughs> Who goes to the lamp store? Texas says, suggestion for uh, Trevor, modern music, Greta Van Fleet. Uh, you know, actually, I looked at, that was one of the songs I did look at. Um. Oh, well, it was a single. I can't remember what it came. It was okay. Uh, there might be better stuff. I she, thought you got the way you built it up. I thought it was like you were gonna say I really like that. Well, song. I just didn't think the song would have transitioned well for the show. Okay, that's all because it just. But I can't remember what the name of the song was. Now there was one song I looked up hers and uh, it didn't tickle my fancy, but I would give her another shot. Well, Greta Van Fleet's a band, so it's not. Uh, Isn't it a woman lead singer though? Don't think I think it's a man. Uh, he might want to look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. Greta. Yeah, it's 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 dudes. <clears throat> oh, it is. Yeah, it's it's four dudes. They might want to talk to the video people in that song. Cause it was... I mean, so now so that falls under. Now does that look at some of the '80s bands that you love? <laughs> yeah, I'm not, you're right. I'm not. I am not judging. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> pointing it out. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, now, so so Greta Van Fleet would fall under the. Uh, Band a person that's not actually a person in the band group name, right? Yes, we've had this discussion before. Okay, yes, all right, I'll give them a go though. Texas Trevor is like that Brendan Fraser movie where he was in a bomb shelter for decades. <laughs> that blast from the past, except you came out for like three years and then just went back in. You're like, I don't like it here, I'm back in. <laughs> I think I watched the movie not too long ago. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> Yeah, there's only one good really scene that actually makes me laugh that movie and I can't say it on the air. <laughs> um, the guy who does Bracketville just put out somebody sent a link to his tweet. He has the last four out going into tonight. Oklahoma State, Kentucky, Michigan, and UNLV. Our last Ooh, one's out? Yeah, last four out of the Oh. oh. We're both that, out. that would bring we're, me some pleasure if Kentucky's like one of the last four out. We're both out of the NCAA tournament. Yeah. all that matters. All that matters. We're having basically the same season right now. Pretty much. It's mirrored. The Commonwealth is sad. Both fan bases having equally awful years. It's just, it's terrible. And we we had, I mean, I guess recently was the first time in a long time where like UK, UVL, and IU all did make the tournament, wasn't it? Was the the COVID year? The COVID, the well, 21. the 21. But did a team from Kentucky even make the tournament that year? Like, have we ever had a tournament? When's the last time we had a tournament where no school in Kentucky made it? I mean, you're asking something that I don't have to research on the air. We have like 10 minutes left. I know. Well, you know, we got 10 minutes. That's, you just answered your own you told yourself. 2021. Did Murray or Moorhead or anybody make it? Murray made it last year. They played San Francisco in the first round and won. Yeah. Um, I don't think they made it the year before. The OBC champion wouldn't have been. Uh, Moorhead, Moorhead was in the tournament. Okay. So I wonder how long it's been since. That's a dicky question. We'll let Kelly look that up. Yeah, because. Last time a, a, a no team from Kentucky was even in the tournament. Because before then, like, we've. Us or UK has been in like pretty much every year because when they went to the NIT in 2013, we obviously were in the tournament, won it. Um, when they, I'm trying to think of years that they haven't been in. The Gillespie year, we were in it. Yeah, easily. no, the, year, the 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 21 year when all us Louisville, Indiana, Kentucky missed it. That was the big deal. It was the first time since like I think like 1970 something that all three had missed it or something like that. Yeah, 1941 maybe. 
Uh, <laughs> yes. Had to have been 41. <laughs> had to have been 40, 41. It was something along those lines. I remember it had been a long, long time. Rightfully part, so. The worst part about this year's NCAA tournament, too, if U of L and UK both do miss it, is you've got games at the Yum Center. So, like, neither Ugh. fan base gets to enjoy. Although we wouldn't get to play here anyway, but still. It's, yeah. it's harder to ignore if you choose to ignore the NCAA tournament, which I'm, most people around here, they say they're going to and they don't. But it's hard if you're trying to when it's smacking you in the face when the, the teams are all right downtown. Is it uh, a first round or a uh, second? Uh, I think it's first and second. First and second this year? I think that's right. I could be wrong. Because I know we hosted regional finals before in twenty. Well, that was yeah, that was the year, the Purdue Virginia game, yeah. Um, but I, somebody can check me on that. And that was the first time we'd host a regional final, probably since like what eighty seven, maybe. Well, no, we hosted also uh, we hosted Villanova Kansas in regional years, final. Yeah, a couple okay. years before because we right. Villanova beat Miami, then beat Kansas. Uh, Texas seventeen point spread really seems obscene, even though Clemson is on a heater to start conference play. Discuss amongst yourself. It does seem. I think it's way too much. I think it, I I take the points if I'm Louisville. I don't expect to win, but I don't, I don't see them lose by 17. Well, I could Vegas, be wrong, but Vegas is trying to correct. So now, early in the year, it was Ken Palm. You know, they always try to go off of the the analytics, and Ken Palm still thought Louisville was going to be good because historically Louisville is never this bad. And so Vegas would have Literally. to they'd have to increase. The Ken Palm would have us losing by eight. Vegas would have to set the spread at eleven. Ken Palm's kind of like over. He's now like not only are you bad, you're the worst team I've ever seen in my entire life. And the, the computers love Clemson. So Ken Palm has us losing this game by 19. And Vegas had to be like, okay, well, I think maybe that's a little high. They've covered four in a row. They're coming around a little bit. And so they're basing this on trends. They actually have the spread lower than most of the computer models do, which is kind of sad. I mean, even the Still high. Syracuse, we little, the Wake Forest and Syracuse go for nine and a half. So. Yeah. Texas TK shunning mainstream music for the past decade only to dip his toes into K-pop of late is somehow right on brand. Oh, yeah, Blackpink. I like, I, I've been jamming some some whistle. Yeah. To quote Chris Christopherson, he's a walking contradiction, partly truth and partly fiction. <laughs> I like Chris Christopherson. Texas, where can we catch a podcast for the show today? Wherever you can catch. People were, the podcast got up late last night, I think. It shouldn't have. Now, I don't think, I, I think I did forget to tweet it out. Okay, maybe that's what, because a lot of people were. were yeah, some, I apologize. I got wrapped up doing stuff. Sometimes, but it, it was up. I mean, it was posted, okay. yeah, right when I leave here. It should it should be up, but no later than like 6.15. Whenever that happens, whenever I get a bunch of people asking where the podcast is, I always just assume there's like a message board thread. I'm like, what, it, what, what do we say? Yeah, it's what mostly, yeah. Sometimes I do forget to tweet it out, though. Texas, we have to leave the country on catching passes while standing out of bounds. We do. Once again, <laughs> at least. Texas podcast listeners, so you may have covered this, but what is the most fun outcome for where Lamar ends up next year, Detroit? Um, I just this, this is just me, but I think if, if if he does leave Baltimore, I think he ends up in Atlanta. A lot. Of, there's been some buzz today about like Indianapolis, which would be cool because it's close. Yeah, but I can't see him as a Colt. First of all, I don't see Baltimore letting him go anywhere inside the in the AFC. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna if they're gonna trade him, they're gonna probably want to be in the NFC. I, I think Atlanta would be a great pass. Arthur Smith, Dave Ragone, they want to run that. They want to be a run team. They want to run that kind of Tennessee offense. They had a good defense to begin with. Got some nice weapons in Drake, uh, Drake London and, and Kyle Pitts there maybe. I think it would be a good fit for him. Do you think Lamar plays this weekend? Uh, if, I'm probably, him, if I'm him, honestly, I'm like, no. I'm like, you're probably give, not, yeah. You're going to give money to my teammates that they want, they're asking for? You're going to try to franchise? Like, I'm not playing. Honestly, I mean, I don't know. yeah, I mean, they're not going to beat Cincinnati. This is just a better team in general. Texas says the year is 2080. Rick Pitino, current UK basketball coach, has forgiven the University of Louisville administration after winning his 40th national championship and going undefeated against their in-state rival, 
he decides to return to the now NAIA Louisville Cardinals to national province. NAIA. <laughs> oh. What if he did go to UK after Cali? Hey, 2080, would he even be alive? Modern technology. Right? He's just going to be like the, the heads in the jars like in Futurama. Exactly. After <laughs> coaching. Texas says if ever there was a time for KP to do the Mickey Mouse voice, it was in that video. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, that's not good. Oh, give us money, huh? Listen up, prospective athletes. A lot's been said about my thoughts on name, image, and likeness. I'm here to set the record straight. It's like, why? Why is he talking differently? <laughs> Texas, that pain NIL video comes across like he's reading off, off a teleprompter for the first time. It does. Like, I get it. The point is the, the point is the message. He's getting it out there. He's trying. So they said about Lane Kiffin and, 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 and the season ticket holders at FAU or whatever it was. Texas, I saw a rumor that Sky was smashing a coach's wife. What? Wow. Props. Who did he go to play Syracuse? <laughs> Google. Well, are you going to Google Sky smashing coach's wife? There's, not, there's no rumor. Is that, that that like, I want to see the Google search for that. I have not. Not, not Googling. <laughs> see if anybody's tweeting about it. I've not heard that. Texas, if student is promised uh, money in an, uh, in an NIL deal and the party doesn't pay the students, does the university provide lawyers for the students? Well, if that happened to be happening at, I don't know, maybe a football program in this state, that's 60 miles or so to the east of us. I don't know what the, I guess. What are you insinuating there? Just the same thing that's been insinuated by lots of other people. Okay. I hadn't heard this insinuation. Hmm. Interesting. It's the same reason why Chris Vaughn maybe is not keen on sending right. more of his, his players from aspirations to, to UK. But that's it's out there. It's, there's a rumor. Mm-hmm. There's many rumors. I don't know what your, your your course of action is, besides just transferring, which some players seem to be doing. Nowadays, I would say your course of action would be go on Twitter and just shame them publicly I and let, let the Twitter mob handle it. Texas, being the DePaul, the DePaul historian that you are, oh, I already know where you're going with this. I don't even have to read the rest of the text. DePaul beat Villanova last night. Oh. Broke a, I think, 22-game losing streak to Nova that dated back to 2008. Wow. Good for DePaul. They hate this show. Don't <laughs> they, good for DePaul. They, they do hate us. Texas Payne's, Payne's NIL speech seemed like that kid in Seinfeld. I, I'm Joey. Would you would see you with someone like you like to be a big brother to someone like you? <laughs> sure, Joey, sure. Is that the one he took to Paris? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> George. Remember he took him he took him like <laughs> just like you get out of something. I forget what it was. Oh god. Texas when Matt got fired, there was a meme going around Twitter about Tom Crean getting the Louisville job. I just saw a meme about him replacing Cal. We've come from. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. Russell Steinberg tweeted. It's always the picture of him doing that creepy smile. With the, like, the, the lip is like kind of going up exactly. a little bit. Yeah. Hearing the UFL jobs open. He's just such a he's such a memeable coach. He's just hilarious. <laughs> Texas, they've pretty much indicated that Lamar is out this weekend. Well, they, and they're going to get their ass kicked. I mean, they're, honestly, they're not going to, like I said, they're not going to beat him with them. So I, I don't see any reason to. They don't have a first round. Well, no, they have a first round pick. They have a second round pick for uh, Raquan Smith. Now we just have a million people tweeting about Kenny Payne looking like he's being held up. I, I get We it. knew it. Yeah, I, I, yeah we, we've seen it. I mean, you couldn't help it. That's the first thing you think of when you hear that. I mean, but again, that's just the way he, he's, he just doesn't have a lot of oomph in his talk. Texas, end the show on Cats fans crying. It was two callers who cried on Matt Jones' show last night. Two? The, sec- the second caller was talking about how he's a season ticket holder from Georgetown, Ohio, and drives two hours both ways to watch, and this dude was broken. It seemed 100% real. 
I mean, Jesus Christ, we all lived through COVID. Millions of people died all over the world, and you're crying about a basketball program. Clown shoes. I don't know. If I'd have to drive four hours round trip, I probably would tear up a little bit. I don't know if I believe that either. Yeah, I mean. Four <laughs> hours? Does anybody still do that anymore? I don't, I don't think that that happens. All right, tonight, 9 o'clock, Louisville taking on Clemson in Little John Coliseum. Remember how Padgett was the first UofL coach in, like, a billion years to win at Notre Dame? And, like, it's like, Patino can't do it. Padgett can. It'd be great if. if That's to be Florida State. If Kenny Payne has that sort of reverse weird mojo where nobody could beat Clemson at Little John, we've never won there since joining the ACC, and Kenny Payne's first conference win is over a team that's undefeated in the league and has literally never lost to us at home since becoming members of the ACC. Does that happen tonight, 9 o'clock, on regional sports networks? History will not be made on ballots. Oh. <laughs> unfortunately, unless Jamiski wears an earring on both sides. Gotta love him. The, the, the only thing, I love him so much. I, I, I will say, again, Louisville will cover the 16 points. I think Louisville does play better. I think we're going to get a, a, a kamikaze of what we – <laughs> that's a drink, isn't it? <laughs> Carbon copy of what we see. One thing it is. <laughs> what? what? I think kamikaze pods wear helmets. That's another question for another day. But the, I think we'll get a, the, the slow start. Louisville fights back, doesn't doesn't fold, gets back into a little bit. Long story short, Louisville loses by 11. I think there's a world in which we just get the doors blown off us, on us tonight because Clemson shoots the ball so well from the outside and we defend the perimeter so poorly. I think, though, I'm choosing to believe that Clemson's not as good as, as their record would indicate. I think I'm hoping we play with the same focus and attention to detail that we played in the second half against um, uh, who we just lose to Wake Forest. Wake Forest, yeah. They all they are they're screaming together right now. They they really are. I feel like it's another one of those games though where we fall behind by a decent amount. We we keep trying. We never really get over the hump, and we do cover fairly easily. But it's a it, it, it never really feels like we got a chance to win. I'm going to say Clemson by 11. Yeah, um, that's what I said. Oh, you did. Yeah, I wasn't listening. Sorry. That's okay. I would get mad at you, but uh, I do it to you all the time. I'm going to say Clemson, <laughs> Clemson 78, Louisville 67, and we all come in here and we've got nothing to talk about when it comes to this game. I hope I'm wrong. Let's make a play tonight. Let's make history. Just remember, just just remember this one thing, Louisville fans. When if we lose, don't cry on the post game show. Don't cry on the post game show. That's all you got to do is just don't cry on the post game show. Clemson hasn't been five and zero in this conference since nineteen ninety seven. Let's be the first ACC team since nineteen ninety seven to beat a five and zero Clemson team. Make let's, them cry. Let's get it done. Go Cards. Beat Clemson. Suck at Dabo. We'll see you guys tomorrow at three o'clock. Enjoy your Wednesday night.